The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respected managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to it. Uh, brand new episode. Now, the name of the episode is called Powers Out, and it's called that for a reason, because toward the end, the power went out, and that's not happened before. And but it's it, Listen, it's still a, a very, very good episode. I think it's, it's a great episode. But let me tell you what happened. First of all, yes, the power went out. That's the bad news. The good news is is that uh, me and Jimmy interviewed David Hasselhoff for five hot minutes, and uh, we got that on the episode this time. It, it's, a, it's a good episode, trust me. Even though the power goes out, we're not going to cheat you out of episode. All right? We got a lot of great stuff. Uh, stay till the end. Jimmy interviews the uh, stars and makers of the film Annabelle Creation. Uh, like I said, we got that David Hasselhoff interview. A bet happens in this episode that we need to keep track of for the next 10 years. There's a little bit of a disagreement, a little bit of an argument, and a lot of laughs and your letters. So uh, stay tuned. It's a good episode. Uh, We want to thank our sponsors for this episode. Open seven days a week, Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Their hold service is free. And with that, you get a 20% discount of purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Also, our friends at Cabin Fever. From action figures, playing cards, puzzles, and gift books, Cabin Fever carries a large selection of licensed merchandise located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East in Salt Lake City. Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Also, Chef Daniel. Daniel Cantu, home delivery service geared for those who can't cook or are too busy or have decided to make changes in diet, don't know where to start. Chef Daniel can do it for you. You're getting sent groceries and, and you're doing all the work. Let Daniel do it at cantuscatering.com, C A N T U S catering.com for more info. Also, want to thank Black Velvet Boutique, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, blackvelvetboutique.com. They're open seven days a week. Not a porn store or a novelty store, it's a valuable sexual wellness resource for grown ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. And they have free sex education workshops at Black Velvet Boutique. All right, let's get to this episode. I'll walk you through it. Power's out. Pleased to enjoy. I hate to tell you this, but downtown Boise is cooler than you. I want to stay on the topic of racism. Should my spidey sense is tingling. Well, first off, let okay. me explain where that came from. He's there to give Clark a hard time. He put pity like on there. So, oh, oh, who is that? He wrote pity like. Yeah. What a dick. It's um, extremely racist against Nazis. That's the human. That's the original human. Yeah. Is- I want to talk about a promise that I made. Geekshowpodcast.com. And welcome back to the basement. Woo! Hey! Yeah. I'm so glad to be back. Hey, hey, how did I get drunk? All right. That was sudden. Been... This isn't water. I know. Oh. I... Yo, man, we 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 here. I, I need Jesus. to say something before we... Patron, if you're listening, you need to send us a bottle of the Guillermo del Toro tequila that you're working on. Yo, send us that. <laughs> When's this going to come out? I, it'll come out when it's in my stomach. Oh, well, yeah. I don't want it to come out of your stomach. I yeah. <laughs> Most likely, it's Caramel del Toro tequila. Something bad's going to happen. You'll say but fuck it'll a be, lot. It'll be pretty. <laughs> it'll look good. You look good, Lee. Did you, you see good. the little teaser for Pacific Rim 2? <laughs> it's my daughter watched it 900 times. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that, and I have, you, 
Have you seen the Bandai super exclusive Gypsy Avenger, Avenger model? No, I have not. Uh, it's built in the same scale as the most expensive of the Gundam sets. So, What does that mean? It means it'll be about this tall, nice. about a foot and a half tall. It'll probably have about 900 points of articulation, and the gears on it will actually move. What? It'll be about 150 bucks, but oh. it'll be it'll be That's worth it. For that, yeah. Lee, but you should do a GoFundMe. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I really <laughs> should. Help me get this I'm action gonna figure. It, for so I'm going to start reasons. doing a GoFundMe for my rent every month. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got into an argument today. Well, I said argument. We were on the same page about GoFundMes. I'm like, I totally, I, I love GoFundMes to help people in, in crisis, mm-hmm. whether it's you know a cancer treatment or medical things like that. It but is when, our most efficient mode of healthcare now, GoFundMe. <laughs> Seems to me. Yeah. But I will say, though, when someone goes, ah, my business sucks, I need some money, like, no, no, that's not what, no, this, is not what this is for. Well, this would be a bad time for me to announce my GoFundMe. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, my business man. sucks by Lee at Fresh. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that jerky money. Yeah, my jerky Getting money gets eaten by my money. restaurant every time. Goddamn June and July, huh? Getting that the jerky money. June, July, and August. Yeah. It's 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 uh it's what we call uh, crisis therapy month for that, that quarter of the year. That's why you should go and see him. He's Lee George Cade. <sighs> Getting that yeah, jerky money. Yeah, actually, that would be fantastic. So uh, Trish, we want we launched this really successful jerky line, right? And it's then the restaurant the restaurant goes, hey. You got some extra money. Gobble, 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 gobble. Because, <laughs> yeah, summer, like months, summer months or something. Oh, yeah. Well, well, the last time we had an influx of money come in, our water heater exploded. Oh, so geez. it's just it's just one of those things. Well, that, that's that's the God's going. And, <laughs> and here's the thing people don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I did it, the same thing happened to me at Burt's. Right. I made no fucking money. Nope. June, July, and August. Nope. Everybody See, disappears. See, what's funny is that's like when we thrive because all the cons. And oh no! I mean, it's like I talked to our friend Mike. Uh, Mike owns Watchtower Cafe. Uh, you know, great guy, right? Uh, I love to. The majority of his income is September to May because he's right across the street from Salt Lake Community. Well, yeah. also because no one wants to drink hot coffee in the middle of. Well, he does. He does iced coffee. And <laughs> no, he does. Ice, really he, really hey, they make a they make a great right. iced filthy well, latte. He, he came in. He came in the other day, and we talked for about half an hour about owning this kind of business yeah. during the summer months. I mean, yeah, we still have people coming in, but you know, uh, if you own a restaurant, you realize that you have a certain number you have to reach every single day before mm. you actually make any money. Sure. Like, just turning on the lights costs me $200 every day. Seriously? Yeah. Every day? Yeah. My rent is $150 a day. Goddamn! My power bill is $50 a day. Why would the lights cost that much? Because uh, I have... Use candles. I have three commercial freezers. Yeah, you got all that electricity. Yeah, oh. and, and, and seriously, my, my power bill on a on a good month is five hundred bucks. Damn. Dude. So yeah, it's 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 so, hysterical. So, so go see Lee. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, this it's it's a rough time, but you know we'll get through it. Fresh Eater is at one forty five East, thirteen hundred South, Suite two hundred one, or you can pick up the jerky. Getting that uh, jerky money. <laughs> the jerky's doing really well. We're starting to get reorders from our from our national contracts, which is great. So, uh, Food Fight Grocery in Portland, Nooch in uh, Nooch Grocery in Denver. We've also got Rabbit Food down in Austin, Texas. That's my favorite one. Yeah, uh, Rabbit Food's great. They just moved to a new location, so congratulations to you guys. And uh, of course, here in Salt Lake City or Utah, uh, we've got uh, the Island Market in Logan is carrying our stuff now. And then here we've got a Watchtower Cafe, which I think I need to get them restocked now that I think about it. Uh, <laughs> You're doing business plans right now. You know, I'm serious. Like, oh, shit, I need to make some jerky tonight. Uh, we've got Jade Market uh, downtown by Rio Grande and then Central 9th District. And I'm working on getting our packaging set up so that we can go to a certain place that rhymes with Jarman's. 
Oh, oh, there you go. The fuck out. There's Charmin. There's, it's a great place. Yeah, there's I know, just, char, yo, toilet paper. Yo, they got that. Shit. I just, wow. I just need to update our nutritional information, and and we can go to them. And then, of course, the bike doctor in Missoula, Montana. Bikes. Uh, tell Erica Marlena that Geek Show says hey. Did right. you say the Mooch Market? Nooch. Oh, the Nooch. Short for nutritional. It's different. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's he he heard Mooch instead heard the, of Nooch. The Mooch. He's Shannon Barnes. I fucking am That's, getting that pub quiz money. <laughs> Getting yeah. that pub quiz money. Yeah, come uh. to my pub quiz. It's the only time I leave the house anymore. I'm your current winner right now. You and are, when you I say th- me, I mean Egg. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's got <laughs> the Jeffy at his house. And you and you you say that, and I admire you so much for that. That that's the only time you leave your I house. I pretty much like I've been. I love that. You know, I got the summer off from the seven. I decided I ain't doing shit. Well, I think fun. he spends most days contemplating what he saw in Twin Peaks. Well, you know, once you see <laughs> your a guy, face just dropped. Once you see a guy, Dougie, man, I thought. Did you watch the latest one? Not yet. I thought he was coming. I thought Dougie was out. Nope. Nope. Nope, of course not. We, <laughs> David Lynch will not give us what we want. I know. I, he I qu- just won't. I quit four I w- episodes in. I yeah. will tell you, this is... You were wise. I, I feel I hate, bad. I, I feel bad. For, I feel bad for it. walking away from Twin Peaks, because it's a show that I loved. It was seminal. It was formative. Well, we kind of watch it. It's me, Jen, Charlie, and Evelyn. And I just, I bust on it the whole time. <laughs> like the, when it's the, easy to do. When I the mean, uh, credits cut, when the, the, you know, it says, you know, during the opening, it says Twin Peaks. I said, they should put quotation marks around that. <laughs> I, I Twin hear it, Peaks? I hear a guy got teleported into space and then threw up a bunch of corn. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I quit when Dale Cooper uh, showed up floating in a glass box where the lawn <laughs> where the lawnmower monster ate those kids that were having the sex. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I can actually see the wires that are holding Dale from the ceiling. Eh, yeah. This yeah. all happened. What? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lucky Thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Wednesday o'clock. nights. Wednesday nights. Pub quiz. Fucking you'll laugh your ass off. Or be irritated. That's right. What's Getting what's what's funny about money. what's funny uh. about the showtime Twin Peaks though is that it's actually more likely what Twin Peaks would have been if ABC hadn't interfered. Well, I don't know if I'd call it interfering. Right now, <laughs> no. Showtime's not interfering. This like, next that's what I mean. ABC was probably helping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last no. week's episode, I will tell you, much closer to Twin Peaks. Okay, uh, he's getting that money. Getting that dead money. Uh, getting that dead. What? What's up, it's y'all? It's so funny that he's trying to keep this a secret. I know. Terrible. So yeah, you're like Tom Holland. You can't keep. Yeah, yeah this, I'm not giving you any secrets. I'm, right? No secrets are coming from me to you. Yeah. That's right. I can't believe. You, <laughs> what's up, y'all? I can't believe you got a security clearance. I yeah. am <laughs> not telling you where I hid the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. I actually, I love that the ghost of Walt Disney's gonna kick your ass, right? Jay Whitaker, everybody. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Wonder, the Purple Lightning, the Pink Thunder. What's up? I'm in the motherfucking building. I'm in. I'm in your vicinity. You gave him a fucking lore tab, didn't you? Nope. (laughs) Yo, this ibuprofen kicked in. It got me lit, fam. Just ibuprofen. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, Let's see. Today, today is the seventh of August. Is there anything uh, going on? Oh shit! I'm gonna be doing a clean show. That's right. Did you? Did you take? Did you take something out of the bottle that has ibuprofen in quotes? Uh, I think so. Um, No. Hey. 
Provo, Utah. All right. Hey, come fetch with me uh, down in Provo, Utah. That's, that's what they do. Yeah. Well played. Yeah. Frick. Frick. Yeah. Come, yeah. Come, fetch, come fetch with your boy. Um, I'm going to be at... I thought the, it was come simmer with me. No, man. No, that's oh, different. No. No, come, come marinate with your boy. <laughs> marinate. No. marinate. We can, we can talk, we can talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, what's up, all you mother custards out there? Uh, I'm just going to be doing a show down at the Madison. I love you're going to slip a fuck in there somewhere. Uh, you know I am. It, um, but it's, I'm gonna, a, it's a heckin' good time for fetch sake. Yeah, heckin'. It, they're yeah. going to give you a five-minute head start <laughs> got down sat on a bench. uh if you guys want tickets to the show go on drybarcomedy.com uh come it's uh, called dry bar yeah dry bar Com- no it's it's a dry bar in all honesty in all honesty in all honesty this is a building it's a powder i said in all honestly yeah take in that all, l out of there in, in, in all, all honestly yeah in all honesty <laughs> there we it, go it is a great venue um they do uh, go on vidangel.com and you can watch you can subscribe to it and you can see not just local uh utah comedians but it's it's a lot of uh, great clean comedians if you guys just want to see great clean comedy uh don right, don don, don Fr- no no be surprised don fry uh, i would be surprised shut up <laughs> um <laughs> Don Friesen, Dwayne Perkins, comedians that I have worked with, they all they all have Netflix specials. They've all worked with uh, Dry Bar Comedy and they have put out some quality material. And it's it's just really, it's a great venue. And uh, August 18th, I'll be there. I'll be slanging them non-phallic jokes just for all you mother custards out there. And to be, you know, be fair, Gaffigan what? does a clean set. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, no, pretty funny. He's I mean, the only one right now. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying. What do they serve? Um, yogurt. Probably, probably. <laughs> I, I guarantee you. I know you, Diet Coke. <laughs> I guarantee you, they're selling soda with extra syrups in it. Yes. I'm just, yeah. yeah. There's that. That's I'm just saying. Like honestly, I'm really excited to do this. Uh, to do this show, just because I kind of want to come down to watch a sweat. Yeah. <laughs> and then later that night, Mount Tipanogos, you're doing hey. uh, good yucks for naked fucks. Yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna order a cup of air. Ooh. No, Tony. Uh, Tony can teach you delicious. what. No. Tony can teach you what. Carrie, Carrie and I used to go to a place with an oxygen bar. That's you'd be right. you'd be surprised. I've done I've done weddings and I've done bar mitzvahs. I can do a clean show. Just Somebody had you perform at their wedding. Yeah. Huh. Stand up. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to sound so surprised. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was hey, rude. Well, I've always said, why would you want a comedian at your wedding? But that's that's what I, I mean, was like. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there were geek show listeners. Uh, yeah, I, sure. walked, okay. I, walked in, I walked in on the bride getting dressed. Boy, are her arms tired. <laughs> They'll be divorced <laughs> in a year. <laughs> uh, Tony can tell you what they order. Joke. What they order down there. The the it, it's all about the the syrups and the sodas. That's right. It's uh, basically like swig. Yeah, so delicious. Good. Yeah. That's good, and I, I love going to swig. It's the, the dirty soda I wars mean, are on. They're yep. giant cups of of coca-cola or something like it's that good, dr though. pepper and then they add more sugar yep. to it yeah, yeah. yeah that's why it's so good i go to that place on uh oh they get pissed when you pull out the flask and start putting the real shit you know? yeah and, and it's 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 oddly cutthroat too because these places are opening up all over the southern part of, of salt lake county yep and they're yeah. just like they they get nasty with each other oh yeah it's like oh you can't there's, you can't add a whole bunch of simple syrup no flavored simple syrup to soda pop we're doing that there's a lawsuit based on like a word like dirty yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's between uh, so delicious and swig. Yeah, there's one on 13th South that I go to. They, well, see, they make a good lime see, ricky. Well, see, now I was down visiting my voice specialist in Draper, and yeah. there's and there's one of them down there because Draper is essentially wait, Utah wait, wait, County. Wait, 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 yeah, time close. out, time out. Huh? Who can back? speak well in Draper? You have a voice specialist. <laughs> you missed us. We warmed yeah. up. We, we, we warmed up. Jay, if you're on time, I have a condition. I have a problem. He's we got a xenomorph voice. on his vocal cords. We did yeah. voice exercises. I did mine too. Oh, okay. You're ready to roll. Let me see. But I but I went. 
I went to one of these. I went to one of these places, and I'd never been. Yeah. Because I went to it because Sue loves the cookies from right. there. They're and pretty that, good. So she said, stop and get four of these cookies. Yeah. Cookies right, from where? Right. From, the, from this, one of these places. The soda places? All yeah. Of, yeah, sodas, Sodalicious, Swig, they all I can't cookies remember. And stuff. Oh, okay. But I felt so culturally uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. In this oh, place. How the fuck do you think I feel? I how gonna, the fetch do you think I feel? I was going to say, Jay, I got it. For a brief second, I felt so culturally uncomfortable there. People, people asking me questions like, hey, do you play for the school? Uh, no! One, no! One time I went to a club in Las Vegas. That's how I felt. See, I, um, I, anytime I, I'm not kidding. Anytime I step foot in Provo, I, I don't feel well. Yeah. That's I funny because I can't get past Point of the Mountain. They stop me and yeah. turn me back around. Like They're like, wait a second. They're like, whoa, wait, whoa. Uh, See, uh, that's how I feel when I just encounter other humans. That's why I never leave the house. In general. <laughs> I, do, I do remember, I just remembered our vocal exercise from earlier. It was Mary's Minge Makes Marv Manic. Wasn't what's, that it? What's Minstrel. a minge? Oh, well, we need to talk, Tony. <laughs> look, it, look it up, Tony. Oh. He's going to look it up. He's quad T, I, two tall trill. Tony, producer and designated driver of the show. I don't think I'm going to look that one up. <laughs> don't look at Use images. Google images. Yeah. Yeah, Daddy Minge. Uh, Getting that custard money. Yeah. That's right. Getting that custard money. Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or right here on the Geek Show or on the Gadget Spot podcast with Excitable right. James. Woo! Who's, who's not here? Uh, yep. but, we uh, miss him. Yep. He'll Woo! be here next time. He'll, uh, Maybe next time. He's uncomfortable in Provo. All the time. He's Jimmy Martin. That's why I don't go down there. Uh, I don't like being struck by lightning. It's oh, weird. You, 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 you have to go there every once in a while. The fuck I do. Utah County? <laughs> no. Why would I, I ever go down there? Uh, don't you have extended family down there? No, I don't. In-laws? And if I say it, if I do, uh, you come up and see me. I had one of the craziest <laughs> two days of my life in promo. Yeah? Went down there to see Deadbolt. Getting my that favorite, Deadbolt money. <laughs> one, of my favorite, one of my favorite bands. Woke up naked in a stranger's hotel room. I, I have a name. Yeah. It's, no, <laughs> like, but there was like... A bunch of people around, and we ended up shooting bottle rockets at uh, at a church across the street from the. I'll do it. Yeah, that's a good story. I'll tell All you right. guys later. Uh, yeah, watch me on uh, KSL, Big Me Mouth Off, uh, Geek Show, Mediocre Show, and uh, Arrow and Reby and Slug. Stay to the end of the episode. Oh, uh, what do this, we got? We uh, I interview the cast. Oh God, it's creepy as shit. Uh, Annabelle Creation. Like it? Did you interview the doll? Uh, I I took a picture next to the doll. And yep. I got the fuck out of there in like three oh, that seconds. Shit look, I saw that picture and I was like, hell no. Nah. Well, see, the picture you saw, if you go to my Facebook page, uh, and I said this is a big old glass of nope, um, that was the closet. They recreated the entire bedroom yeah. of this place. And I, I felt bad for the guys doing the like, stand go. They're called stand-ups. We know, like, oh, coming up next on KSL, I interviewed the cast, blah, blah, blah. And they had this whole set in this ballroom at this hotel. I go, yeah, you have to sit here all day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. It'd be really funny if you did interview the doll because just asking questions. <laughs> and it just like turns and it just shows your face going. <laughs> if that thing turned, I well, would shit my pants. I think, I think Deuteronomy said it best, Jimmy. Um, really? Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> that is my favorite passage. I don't remember that. Hey, put that shit on my gravestone, man. <laughs> hey, uh, what? Wait, let's just end. Huh? We have a host. Wait, wait, what? Wait, Mr. Kerry Jackson. But first off, just before oh, we get to Kerry. Yeah, Jimmy's got to give us medias. Oh, he did. Oh, he oh, did. Okay. No, but, but Jimmy's getting that media money. That's right. Uh, getting that media money. And our host gets that radio money. <laughs> uh, getting that radio money. Which well, I getting... would consider you media, too. Oh, I'm media. <laughs> it's the rest of the media that doesn't consider me media. But and Jillian I, Anderson and still I, considers you media. And I appreciate you considering me media. I, I, think, you're media. I think you're media, too, buddy. <laughs>
the rest of media disagrees with you. Well, fuck them. TV, newspapers. Hey, they, wait, they I'm TV. I know. Oh, not shit. you. You're one oh. of the good ones. But, okay. but, I, but I hear blogs look exactly. up to you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> blogs are like, God, I hope we can be as blogs legitimate as radio up. someday. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Uh, also, uh, hey, the, uh, we're all over these social medias. Oh, uh, boy, are we? We're on Twitter, at Geek Show. Follow us there, because uh, we retweet a lot of breaking Geek news. We really do. I ask dumb so, questions all the time. Oh, and don't follow me on Twitter if you uh, happen to favor certain fascists. That's true. Because no. What's I, Twitter? I went on a huge fucking rant. I don't normally do it, but yeah, fucks with me on Twitter because I will go off on something. My favorite thing is that you can ask, like, you know, name a movie uh, with a kid lead actor, and you piss off a lot of people. That's right. <laughs> uh, also, our friend uh, Travis the Pieman uh, put together geekshowyearinreview.blogspot.com, and he's got... Uh, the best of the past episodes. Oh, jeez. We need a gloss. We really need a glossary, though. It's cool that it's only seven minutes long, though. Is that right? It's much longer than All that. All right. Uh, <laughs> Tony, do you have the letter jingle? I, I, okay, I'm trying something new. I, what you got? Uh, well, I think we got I figured, another leather? I think I figured it out. We'll wow, try you brought it in the Vienna time. Boys Choir? Yeah. Tony, uh, if you don't get it right, oh, we shave your beard off. It's my oh. voice. <laughs> I'm going to take that risk. I right. love it. Because <laughs> if this doesn't work, you can just... Put it in post. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, got it, I got already got it downloaded to my computer. Getting that so. custard Turn money. Yeah. Uh, right. Hey, neck. don't step on my song. <laughs> Turn the media up. Getting that geek show month. Wait, wait. No. No. Nope. No. Nope. 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 Doesn't even sound yeah, right. That's, that's, <laughs> how I, that's how I'm going to know the end All times right. are here. Here we go. Oh, All geek right. show money. Let's try this out. <laughs> here we go. Ah. Genius yeah, is what that is. Suck it! That, yeah. that was really quick, Tony. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Good job. And Tony, I mean, when you said suck it, I, I got aroused. I didn't believe you. No. Uh, I, I was, should sing jingles for everything. No, I gotta, you shouldn't. I got to practice that yeah. one still, Jay. You right. get one. <laughs> uh, here we go. This is from... This is from... Uh, <laughs> delicious. This is from Lindsay. Hi, uh, Lindsay. Uh, Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Uh, she says, hi to everybody. 2010 was a difficult year for me. I lost two of the dearest things to me. The latter was a complete surprise and led to a breakdown. I was hysterical. I could barely function. I remember the mental struggle I had with myself about not wanting to live anymore to not have to deal with my grief and depression. I recognized that I was in a dangerous place mentally. A good friend took me to a hospital where I could get help. With the help of a social worker assigned to me at the hospital, I ended up staying in a couple of hotels downtown for a oh, week I know on a hospital crazy. discount to come to terms with my grief and feelings. I was fortunately self-aware enough to know that I, have, that I was having dangerous thoughts, but that I could also get in touch with my social worker right away if I felt myself getting worse. The last hotel I stayed at was the Red Lion, which is next to Bruby's, a place that I felt comfortable before and within a short walking distance that I felt I could escape my room and my mind for a little while. Sitting at the bar, I heard a familiar voice speak to the bartender. The voice belonged to Shannon Barnes. Of course it was. <laughs> well, who else could have been there? That's right. <laughs> I had been an avid Geek Show listener and recognized his voice right away. I took the chance and said, Geek Show says hey to him. Shannon was so kind and listened to my problem and why I happened to be there that night. Shannon, Jeff Weiss, and the friends they were with that night invited me to join them. I felt totally welcome and was able to ignore the disturbing thoughts that I'd been having. They helped me realize that night that even strangers care, that there are kind people who are able to help simply by being friendly. 
The night became the catalyst of turning my situation around. It took more time to grieve, but after that night, the next day, I recognized that the horrible way I was feeling was temporary, that there were people who cared and strangers that also cared. I continue to listen to Geek Show because I find comfort in being reminded of what I realized that night. I met Shannon and Jeff. People care. I realize I also care about others and would want to help anyone who have slash have had horrible feelings of helplessness and despair. Things get better. It took work and pain, but things can be overcome. Thanks for letting me listen. I end up being a part of... Uh, oh, yeah, and she was she was an intern for me for a while, yeah. too. Oh. Yes, this is uh, Lindsay. I uh, love you guys. Well, and I, I, and I totally remember that night. And uh, that was seven years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Obama. <laughs> that, yeah, remember when things no, were good? I'm just going to say she's doing great now. She is. Good. And oh, I'm that's so great. glad. And I'm so. <laughs> I was. I was. Had some drinks, of course. <laughs> and uh, I just remember one thing I told her. She had a, a facial piercing. I'm like, take that shit out of your face. You're too beautiful. <laughs> I. I don't mean to speak on everybody's behalf, and, and, and please tell me if I'm, I'm not saying this right. But like, you're not saying it right. Um, no, no people, people who have issues, you know. And, and if you feel like you want to talk shit, man, like I'll talk to you. Yeah. I don't care. I, I I know sometimes I come across like maybe a dick. Know, well, you're just a prick. But <laughs> but you know, I, I I'm not the most. Like, we're out there yeah. in public and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I get you know I I don't like large. Crowds and stuff Same. like that. Like, I, oh, I, I'll, I'll be introverted, kind of thing. But Same. like, shit, man, you come up to me and talk. Fuck, we could talk for hours. I don't give a fuck. I, Je- Jesus Christ! After everything that's happened to me, I'm a fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. You know, be, like, but, I, I get weird. I get weird you, around crowds, and you know me. Like, sometimes, like, you guys don't see me for days. And people, you live right next door. No, I mean, I've, I've told people this, and they're like, you know, you do what you do, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in front of a camera. That's one guy behind exactly. it. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. if I actually know shit, start thinking about like when I do my job on KSL, like you know that it's going to 200,000 homes. It freaks me out a little bit. You know what I mean? And I'm sure maybe with you, I don't know, but. It, it, but one on one, shit, man, I'll talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> same. Er, early on, when I started in in the business, uh, one of one of my one of my teachers, uh, Chuck Jackson, Dwight Wolfrick is his real name. Uh, he works up at NPR now. He's a good guy. He said, "I want you to not think about all of those people. Mm-hmm. You think about one person, yeah. and you're talking to one person. Yep. And that was just that was transformative. That that huh. really really helped. And so." He said, I want you to think about who this person is and, you know, just just go with that. So that's what I did. I, I was when, when I do, I speak to one person. Yeah, my my yeah. my teacher, other than you in radio, <laughs> uh, his his words of wisdom were you're hanging out. You're having breakfast with your friend. Yeah. And that's yeah. what you're doing. Exactly. And, yeah. and if it just happens to be that every once in a while you realize there might be a few thousand people listening to you. Don't let it bother you. Mm-hmm. Keep talking with your friend. You're going to talk about what you watched on TV last night. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk about the books you read. You're going to talk about <laughs> movies. And you might tell a fart joke every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And or, that's I, what, or a dick joke. When I do interviews and stuff like that, people who I admire, I mean, mm-hmm. people who created my childhood, you know, you have to take a step back and be like, he's a human too. I yeah. totally get it like that. But I will say people would say, how do you do uh, like the big rooms in, at Comic-Con, stuff like that? You know why? <laughs> the lights. Yeah. You can't see shit. Can't see I, shit. Yeah. I, can't like, see, I can't see I, none of you. When I did Troy, huh? <laughs> and it's nothing that, you know. To, to I did push-ups in front of 
me and Anthony Mackie. I didn't see none of y'all. I can see three rows deep, <laughs> and then I'm done. And it's, and it's that way in, in comedy clubs as yeah. well, right? Yeah. You can't oh, see. I don't know how you do that shit. I like, mean, well, well, we did thing- your like benefit con- uh, the show at uh, Wise Guys for Shannon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't see the person in the front row. <laughs> they always they always they always say you can tell if, if you hook comedians bash on like J and Bell every once in a while will be yeah. like. You can always tell the rookie because he stands up and goes, oh, the lights are so bright. Yeah. And we did That's Shannon's a- thing, and I get up there, and I'm like, the lights are so bright. Go ahead, Shannon. I was just going to say, can I, just one last thing. Well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I just want to say, like, over the last, God, what, four years, mm-hmm. anybody that's struggling with mental illness. Yep. Or those kind of thoughts, I, man. I, I love you, and I respect you so much, because it's the hardest fucking thing in the world mm-hmm. and um, yeah I'll talk to anybody dude you know what I mean anybody like, with those kind of thoughts don't I mean well and it's just it's so fucking I think it's the one of the worst things on the like that anybody can deal with you know and especially and, and those of you who love somebody who's struggling with mental illness too it's almost as hard you know yeah. so get help talk to people I don't know. Talk to us. I don't know. My wife's been struggling with somebody with mental illness for 24 years now. She seems to be doing okay. (laughs) 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 Who are you talking about? (laughs) Me. Oh. No, but anyway, I'm glad Lindsay's doing better. Yeah. We love Lindsay. Yeah. And seriously, if if you do need help and you do need to talk to somebody, uh, and and if you decide you want to talk to me, please don't take it personally if it takes me 12 to 24 hours to get back to you. (laughs) Well, there's a there's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline that's available in there. What all right, Lindsay? I I really want to thank you for your letter. Um, I will just say this. As fuck it, fuck it. I'll say it. Um, I have had two failed suicide attempts prior to joining this podcast. Um, I will just say t- this to you. I I understand. I don't know what you're going through, but I I understand, and. Here's what I will say to our listeners that are going through, um, going through the depression, the the anger, the frustration. I hear you. Hopelessness. Yeah, the hopelessness. <laughs> Here's what you need to. This got. I said this to myself one morning. I looked myself in the mirror, and this is what literally gets me out of bed, probably three times a week. You are a normal person. You're just going through abnormal shit. Yes. Exactly. Like, I mean, there's nothing fucking wrong with you. You're a normal person. You're just going through abnormal shit. And I promise you, I promise you, fucking stay here. Be a part of humanity. And I guarantee you, you will come out on top. I guarantee you. Because your boy is getting that didn't money. <laughs> no, I, in all seriousness, though, I had to say I had to make a lot of the situation. But I mean, uh, Lindsay, thank you for your letter because it, 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 I get it, I get it. We're with you, and 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 uh, and and to any listener that's fucking listening, if you have a, if you have a, you have something you need to talk about, reach out, talk to somebody, please contact your boy. I will fucking make you laugh, whatever. But just uh, if you can't reach your boy, contact Jay. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, just, just, just. I'll go d- watch the emoji movie with you. But I, but it's not I, gonna make things better. <laughs> it's not gonna make anybody feel better. I know, but I, but I, one hundred percent reiterate to you: you are a normal person. You're just dealing with abnormal shit, mm-hmm. and I'll just leave it at that. And Preach. you'll, and you'll get through it, and it'll be right. better. 
It's going to suck, though. Yeah. Unless Adam Sandler makes another movie. <laughs> it's going to suck, but you're going to have some great stories. Also remember the wise words of Captain Kirk when he was offered to have his pain removed from him. He refused. Oh, right. I want my pain. I need my pain. Fuck yes. It makes me who I am. Exactly. Oh. So there you go. All right. All right. That deep. Um, Holy that shit. Was. Let's, yeah. let's talk about farts or something. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, the word queef is great, right? Well, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a cautionary tale. We just did a cautionary <laughs> well, tale. Well, this is, this is a different type of cautionary tale. Is this heavy metal? Well, I'm worried about you, Jay. Australian police. God damn it! Why? They're Australians. They're nice. It's the police. I heard police. <laughs> <laughs> Australian police shot a man dressed as the Joker and a woman dressed as I Harley Quinn I heard about late this. Saturday night after being called to a nightclub called Inflation where a costume sex party was taking place. Whoa. Well, did they do anything? I love, I, mean, that, I love that Carrie knows me well enough to know that, like, yeah, I'd probably be at a costume sex party. <laughs> like, Why? <it's> like, <laughs> like, yeah, that... that, that you're probably DJing the fucking thing. Sadly, no, no, I'm... Sadly, I'm, he was one of three uh, 35 Deadpools. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I'm the guy in the back room that's doom-fisting everybody. That's oh. right. <laughs> That's a new development. He walked in. Hashtag Overwatch. <laughs> the Harley Quinn cosplayer sustained non-lethal flesh wound in her leg. Uh, her partner was rushed to the Royal Melbourne Hospital, where he was initially in critical condition before eventually being stabilized. According to the police, they opened fire on the couple because the man dressed as the Joker allegedly brandished a gun at them. But security for the event said they were verified <coughs> the gun was not real. And witnesses who were attending this Saints and Sinners Ball claimed the man was not holding it at the time of the shooting. What was he holding? Uh, hmm. An acid flower. Uh, venue staff have <laughs> stated that the male victim was not holding anything in his hand, according to uh, the club owner. Uh, he was rather in a compromising uh, position with his female partner. Ooh. He shot a dude while he was was he, getting was he getting pegged? I think he was probably maybe behind her. Is what I'm guessing. Yeah, so you get shot while you're stupid. That's just you know that's, that's stupid. Stupid. That's punishable. Stupin. That's punishable under the UCMJ. Is that right? If he if he was a military man, he would be punished. Uh, I just hope Jack Nicholson recovers. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wait till they get a load of me. Wait uh, until she gets a load of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now the get it? Yeah. Load sperm. Load jizz. No, thank sperm. you. Thank you for filling Thanks in the blanks for me. In the words of Tony Eccles, I, was, I know what that is. I had the hardest time figuring out where that was going. Right, so did so she. Just, yeah. So just a cautionary tale, that's all. What's uh, the, what is the caution? We shouldn't fuck while dressed as the Joker? Uh, in a club. Well, I don't think I ever really fuck in clubs. I just go home. I have. <laughs> I have. Well, I have. I worked in one 14 years. I'm 35 right. years old. Yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, At home. When when Usher's, uh, Usher, Lil John, and Ludacris' song, yeah, 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 I fucked in a club. Yeah. Awesome. You know what I'm not going to play at my next birthday party? That. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> You're white. You'll play it at some point. <laughs> Did you just assume my ethnicity? Hey, please <laughs> make a generalization. Sorry, let me He's just. Not I my bad, my bad. I'm a cis black male. Thank you. And I need to check my privilege. <laughs> After, After these, these messages, messages, we'll be, be right, right back. Now let's see what's happening at Dr. Volt's in the month of August. From the creators of Salt City Strangers and the Mighty Trump comes Ruthless. Ruthless stars Ruth, a scrawny 16-year-old girl who is obsessed with Marathon City's mysterious hero, the Grey Phantom. 
Ruth is bullied by all the girls at school, her stepmom, her lecherous boss. Life is constantly threatening to crush Ruth, but she overcomes the daily torment to take care of her younger sister, Cindy, the light of her life. When tragedy strikes and Ruth's world falls apart, she must make a terrible choice. When tragedy strikes, do you become a hero or are you to become ruthless? Get the comic first at Indiegogo.com. Also, Dark Knight's Metal introduces the Dark Multiverse and the Dark Batman. It's revealed in all its nightmarish danger, and the threats it contains will push Batman and the heroes of the Justice League beyond their limits to take on threats unlikely our world has never seen. Also elsewhere, the fantastic story of what really happened to Amelia Earhart when she mysteriously is transported to a strange new world filled with flying beasts and alien civilizations, she desperately struggles to return home. Along the way, she forges alliances and makes enemies as she goes from aviator to freedom fighter in rebellion against a merciless warlord. Amazon is bringing The Tick back to TV this summer, and NEC is bringing The Tick back to comics in August with an all-new ongoing color series. The Tick and Arthur confront the dire menaces of ninjas and murder clowns, while also flashing back to blasts from The Tick's heretofore unexplored past. The Generation series will see classic versions of many Marvel heroes team up with their current counterparts in the mysterious continuity-free environment known as The Vanishing Point, coming out this month in a 10-issue miniseries. They're open seven days a week. Hold services free. With that, you get a 20% discount of purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook or are too busy or have decided to make changes in their diet and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon. He's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients locally. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Welcome to it. Yeah. The name of this episode, Power's Out. (laughs) Yep. That's the name of the episode because that is going to happen. (laughs) I'm I'm warning you, coming up. Almost a decade. I'm more creeped out when it happened. Yeah. Because I said, oh, I I think if I remember right, it's been a few weeks, but it's like, yeah, this movie Annabelle is about this creepy little doll. Yeah, it was, it was, you just started talking. You were just about to give the review. She's like, don't do it. And, <laughs> and then the power went out. Um, but uh, yeah, so that, so I'm just warning you that we're going to do broken news here. We ate pizza in the dark. Yep. <laughs> That's right. And then we're going we're gonna to throw to the next segment. And the next segment was almost over. Yeah, we were close. We, yeah. were, we were about 10 minutes away from being over. Yeah. But to make up for it, at the end of the next segment, 
to make up for half of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, we interviewed David Hasselhoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's we'll, a great interview, we'll, too. He's insane. Um, we'll, <laughs> Is it both you guys? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that coming up when we introduce the intro at the end of the blackout. Um, but, uh, yeah, so all that and more is, is coming up. You know, I realize this is the first episode that doesn't end with a more ham gag. Oh. That means that you've got to do find, a you gotta, one. you got to yeah. find one, and, and we'll throw it in. Okay. We'll just do it today. We'll just all right. post it okay. and tell Tony to throw all it right. in. Uh, here we go. Uh, this big Star Trek convention over the past weekend down in Las Vegas, the nice. big one, you know, it's, and it's all Star Trek. Is it every year? Mm-hmm. Just, they do it every year, yeah. I'm going to go check that out. I, I, I'd I'd like to, too. I've wanted to. I'm not even a big Trek guy, but it'd be fun. Your friend Larissa's down there, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I called her to have her on Broken News, and she goes, I'm at the goddamn Star Trek convention. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but um, one of the things that they talked about down there, of course, they're getting ready for the big... Uh, the new TV series, I, and I don't even. What do I call it? It's not a TV series; it's a web series, right? Or is no. it an app series? App series. What do I call? It? Is app series? I don't know. Anyway, I'm so furious about that. Um, do you think they'll change it? I don't know. You lucky people who live in an, in other countries, you get to watch it on Netflix, right? You don't have to download an app and pay extra. Speaking of that, because on, on the last episode we talked about Netflix, and I was like, how do they generate money? Is it all like you know? Uh, subscription-based, stuff like that. I read an article, I don't know if it was bullshit or not, that says Netflix is kind of hemorrhaging money. Yeah, they're spending a lot of money on programming. Yeah, well, I mean, like they're like a lot in debt. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> so I, I think they'll be fine. What about us people that don't have like a smart TV? Am I have to like watch it on my fucking phone? Yeah. Yeah. Or exactly. If you have a computer. Yeah. Or I watch computer. it on my laptop? Yeah. That's stupid. And I know. And, it's, and look at all the money that they're spending on special effects on this thing. I know. And, and most people are going to be watching it on their goddamn phones. Exactly. You know, or their iPads. Can you imagine being the guy who's filming that knowing that? Uh, like, that, that must <laughs> suck. It's stupid. It's it must, just stupid. It's, it is. It's I, a stupid idea. It's, it's a money grab. They, yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> enough. I'm, I've been angry about it for too long. Uh, I wish I knew somebody that could easily find things on the net and pirate them, if only. <laughs> You just gotta look up, bud. No. <laughs> no. Keep your head up. No, you don't. You don't know anybody like that. Nope, no, I don't. Not a person. <laughs> not a one. Uh, let's see. Uh, during a panel at the uh, Star Trek Las Vegas convention, uh, Discovery Creatures designers Neville. Pa- now, because I'm telling you this because yeah. it's it's Klingon centric. This series, see, that it's makes, a lot of Klingons. See, they're my favorite aliens. Exactly. That's why. That's why I saved the story uh. for you. All right. <laughs> Uh, Neville Page and Glenn Hetrick chatted about the show's version of Klingons, which look remarkably different from earlier versions. Mainly, they're bald. According to Page, there are two reasons for this. It was a mandate from the original showrunner, Brian Fuller, and because they heighten Klingon senses. I know, right? This is the first we've heard of this. Discovery is introducing a genetic reason for the ridges. Yeah. Traditionally, they've been viewed as Part of each Klingon's house lineage, showing the Klingons uh, what families each person belongs to, because, you know, there's Wharf Ridges yeah. and there's Martok Ridges. Um, that is true, but Page adds that the Ridges have extrasensory recept- receptors running from the top of their heads to their backs. This is because Klingons are apex predators. So this is something that will help them get to the top of the food chain. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, obviously, the hair was the biggest thing people notice, or the lack thereof, and I will attest to the fact that there is a reason, this is one of the actresses playing Laurel, a uh, reason that my ridge goes back the way it does. There are sensors and pheromones. There is a whole reason behind it that is adhering to what has always been true 
in Klingon canon. So I deeply believe that we are in line with what has come before, but also adding a new kind of nuance. And they are having the actors speak their lines in Klingon with subtitles. They're working, you know, they got, they got a dialogue coach, and they're get, getting it as accurate as possible. Um, and uh, even 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 if it doesn't match Klingons that we have seen before, they say that's on purpose. The Empire is very big. They don't all grow up on Kronos. They don't all live on the same planets. And certainly, those different planets would have different environments. So, how would the cultural uh, how, how would the cultures have evolved differently? We try to come up with some cultural axioms for each house, which look different, so they uh, bear a cultural patina like our cultures do here on Earth. Well, I guess mm. that makes sense. So there you go. No, I think it's. I'm not. I don't got a problem with it, but I hate it. It's a prequel, and it's like, how could we never heard about that? <laughs> well, see, that, uh, yeah. that's the thing is that I wanted them to address why, in the original series, they just look like dudes. They just look like people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the only explanation that I've seen on, on the TV, I'm sure there's books about it, and I don't, I haven't bothered with that, yeah. is Worf on that DS9 episode, tr- uh, More Trials and Tribulations, yeah. the one where they go back in time, where he says, how come, because they're sitting there, and they're, they're looking at Worf, yeah. and they're looking at the Klingons, like, how come, what, what's, what's that all about? And all he says is, we do not like to talk about it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You know? A wizard did it. <laughs> A wizard did it. Right. You know? When you say, I just, out of curiosity, because you said that they speak Klingon and... I mean, I know they spoke Klingon like in the movies and stuff, and then now people are like, I guess it's a full blown like oh, language, yeah. right? They can take a class. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Who, I had a book. Who developed that language? Was it from the show, or just like a super fan made it up? And no, it was it was it was people involved with the show, also working with linguistics people. Oh, okay, because Paramount owns that language. Really? Yeah, they've sued filmmakers. You know, you know, just little guys like you and me, yeah. uh, who have made Star Trek movies using Klingon. They've said you can't uh, use that language because that's ours. Wow. Oh, they're really strict <laughs> when it comes to Star Trek. Paramount is really strict about fan-made Param- films. Paramount doesn't have much beyond Star Trek. Well, <laughs> Giant probably why. Wise. <laughs> probably why. Yeah, um, so it's a really good idea for him to put it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where the the Star Wars people, you can make fan films. They don't. They don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of encourage it. They have like awards for them. Yeah. But the Star Trek people, they have a list. They have a guideline that you can download from them about here's how you can make a Star Trek fan film without getting in trouble with us. Oh, wow. wow. And it's pretty strict. It's like eight pages. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. I had a conversational Klingon uh, tape. <laughs> I would drive around and d- try to learn it in my car. Like, be like you know, Welcome. I'd like to learn uh, the Hutt's language. Uh, Let's see. Then uh, uh, Matt Groening, or as I like to call him, Groening. Groening. Because that's what Millhouse calls him. My wallet's too heavy. (laughs) Millhouse calls him (laughs) Mr. Groening. (laughs) Uh... His next cartoon series, yes, he's planning one, is uh, Fantasy for Netflix. Huh. Huh. It's going to be called Disenchanted, and uh, it's it's going to be animated by the people who animated Futurama, so yeah. it'll, it'll look like a, you know, Matt Groening production. Sure. Uh, takes viewers to the kingdom of Dreamland, which is slowly falling apart to rampant disarray as its hard-drinking young princess Bean... <laughs> Uh, goes on a series of misadventures with an elf named Elfo. <laughs> it's kind of lazy, isn't it? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just not really trying anymore. And her own personal demon, Lucy, uh, voiced by Eric Andre. It's about life and death, love and sex, and how to keep laughing in a world full of suffering and idiots despite what the elders and wizards and other jerks tell you. Uh, and it, he's bringing back most of the you know Futurama voice cast, John DiMaggio, Billy West, Maurice LaMarche, Tress McNeil. Yeah. Nice. Uh, they all have roles, so uh, look for that on Netflix coming soon. I joke about what? his wallet will not, but I kind of like when people do that because there's, that man does not have to work anymore. Like, no. Like, and so he's just got a passion project. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. No. You know, he, <laughs> I'm, he, I'm he, fine money-wise. He really doesn't have to work. What, no. What was the name of that cartoon that was on um, Cartoon Network with the... With the bird and the raccoon that Jeffy oh. loved so much. Oh, yeah, I know. I can picture it in my head, but the I can't remember what it was called. The bird and the raccoon? Yeah. I can't, it was like an incredible show. Or Oh, oh I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, can't, I, can, I, can't, I, totally I can see it right in my yeah, head. I'm trying to look it up, but I can't, I can't remember the... The original exact, show? The, the Something like that. Something show. I, I can I see it. the original show. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Look but that guy, that guy has a new cartoon coming out, and it's going to be on TBS, and it's for adults, mm-hmm. and it looks... Oh, is that the one? Wacky. Is that the one that's in space? No. Oh, okay. It's like is it the regular yeah. show? The regular, regular show. show. That's yeah. it. That guy's got a new adult cartoon coming on TBS, mm-hmm. and it looks really funny. Oh, okay. It's about two parents trying to get used. Young parents used to be, uh, having a kid, and it just looks insane. <laughs> it's animated, or is it, it's animated. It is yeah. animated. Um, I watched a new show on TBS last night. What's that? It's that. Uh, it was called the Guest Book. Yes. It was really funny, and I had no idea that it was Greg Garcia that did yeah. it. Yeah, uh, my name is Earl, and, and all it, those shows. Yeah, and uh, it's got some of the cast. I think it might be in the Earl verse, which made me happy. It probably is, and it's an anthology series. It goes, you know, mm. every week's a different thing. Yeah, the, the, the second one's all about a, a couple a Jesus freak, and it's just it's Stalker S- Channing. Stalker Channing. Yeah, it's really good. You should check it out. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I watched it. Uh, I liked it. Soon, not so much. <laughs> did you like it? I did. Yeah, I, I thought the second episode was really funny. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this year's big DCCW crossover. Oh God! Because you remember last time they did it, they did one a night for. Oh yeah, for a whole week or something mm-hmm. like that. It's the only time I get to see Arrow. <laughs> uh, well, then then this one will be a little bit easier for you. Oh, because uh, they're only he was invited to the party. <laughs> they're only going to do four episodes. Okay, and they're going to do them in two nights. So. November 27th, you'll get Supergirl and Arrow. Okay. And then followed by Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. But they, are they all going to be in right each one? On, yeah. And it's going to be a big crossover, but it's two nights. Four shows, two nights. Oh, okay. If that makes any sense at all. So anyway, there you hey, go. Hey, Arrow, you're going to get t- recorded once. Whoa, <laughs> thanks, bud. <laughs> um, remember I told you about this uh, comic book, uh, Grant Morrison comic book called Happy, uh, that is uh, being made into a, a show. A live oh, show. Oh, I, I saw a trailer for it. Oh, did you? Uh-huh. Well, originally, Bobby Moynihan was going to play the cartoon pony. Yeah. Remember that. And he's out now. Oh. Why's out? He's saying that he's too busy. Well, he's he just got left a, Saturday Night Live. Because he's got... No, he's well, not on it anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He left it. So he's, got, he's, he's got a TV series. He's got a... On. Yeah. It's, oh, it it's called Me, Myself, and I. And uh, he's, it's, he's apparently too busy to stand in a voice booth for a day for a day <laughs> and uh, do that so uh honestly i don't think he's too busy i think they said could we get pat oswalt pat oswalt says he'll do it oh well fuck you go with pat oswalt oh is it pat oswalt hey, yeah Patton's well, doing hey, it. hey bobby look over there look over there friends <laughs> <laughs> i mean it doesn't say that in any press releases that i've read that's just my hunch 
That's, so, uh, that sounds like a good hunch, yeah, actually. <laughs> I, I think that's what happened is, well, we could, uh, sure, Bobby's doing a good job, but we get Patton Oswalt? Yeah. Well, yeah. fuck, you, you go with. You go with Patton. If you get Patton. By the way, the name of that cartoon I was talking about, it's mm-hmm. called Close Enough. Close Enough. Yeah. Rod, okay. Find the trailer on uh, YouTube. It's hilarious. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. This uh, uh, Umbrella Academy, it's been uh, tossed around. It was uh, That was such a cool book. Was it, did you like it? Uh-huh. Uh, it, it was. It's been. It's been tossed around different studios. It was written from, by that goth singer. Oh yeah, the guy from uh, My Chemical Romance, yeah. Gerard Way. Um, he, uh, he. They finally found a place to land. Apparently, where? Uh, let's see. After uh, two years after his book, Netflix again. Of course, hemorrhaging money. Um, <laughs> just don't cast a check yet. Just wait yeah, a couple just, of days. <laughs> this is post dated until twenty twenty. Uh, they've got a uh, ten episode straight to series order for. For uh, Umbrella Academy, and it'll be on in 2018. That could be if it's done right. It could be really, really cool. It says, uh, "Let's see." Based on the Eisner Award-winning comic, uh, live action follows the estranged members of a dysfunctional family of superheroes, known as the Umbrella Academy, and they're all super gothy. Uh, the Monocle, mm-hmm. Space Boy, <laughs> the Kraken, the Rumor, yeah. the Seance, Number Five, the Horror. And the white violin. Yeah. They work to solve their father's mysterious death while coming apart at the seams because of their divergent personalities and abilities. Okay. So, that's coming. Sweet. I can't wait to see all the stuff in the Hot Topic. We've <laughs> <laughs> done clearance in no time. <laughs> and uh, before we get to uh, the movie reviews. Yeah. Our, our, I got a story, too. Because you got the Bumblebee movie coming. Oh, boy, everybody. You know, the more I read about it, I'm getting... I don't want to say excited because that franchise has hurt me many times. Well, yeah. you know, you you got Haley Stanfield. She's a great actress. Is the lead. Set in 87. Yes. Bumblebee finds refuge in a junkyard in a small California beach town. Sure. Uh, Charlie, Haley Steinfeld, on the cusp of turning 18 uh-huh. and trying to find her place in the world, discovers Bumblebee, battle-scarred and broken. She revives him. She quickly learns he's no ordinary yellow Volkswagen. Uh, well, John Cena has joined the cast now. I'm okay with that. I'm guessing that Cena is her dad. I'm guessing that that's, uh, that's just a Or just guess. a creepy guy in a van or something. Yeah, else. maybe. <laughs> He's not bad. But huh? the, the director of, right. of Kubo and the Two Strings is uh, directing it. Which so. is fantastic. That's, that's one Travis of my, Knight. It's one of my favorite movies from last year. Yeah. Travis Knight, he's, yeah. he's pretty much so, like one of the heads of Leica Studios. Huh. And... He's actually a good director. He can direct. I'm. I'll be. Inter- I'll. I'll. I'll wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not poo pooing on no, it yet. No. Not I'm yet. nervous, but uh, that's just because it's Transformers. Like if they make a good Transformers movie, what? How will you feel inside? I would explode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before we get to the Dark Tower review, yep. they're going forward with the TV series. Are they? Yes. I, that it's very. They shocking. announced the showrunner uh, for the TV series, Glenn Mazzara from Walking Dead. Okay. It's not a bad showrunner. You know. Um, yeah, they announced it on the day that it opened. They said, we're... Well, they we're, might be having another meeting. You think soon. they might be changing their mind? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's going to be the showrunner. Um, and they still don't have a place for it to land, is the thing. Who's going to want Netflix. it? Netflix. <laughs> I, would, I would think... I would I think... Get my checkbook out. <laughs> doesn't Ron Howard have connections with ABC? Because he's still producing. Well, he's with Disney right now. Yeah, so that's why, that's where I'll bet it lands. But anyway, there you go. They're going forward with the series. So let's talk about the movie. The movie. Now, the movie is not getting great reviews. It's getting hammered. But, but you and Counts said... It doesn't deserve it. That it's it's not it, 
as bad as it everyone has saying? issues, big issues. Yeah, but I mean, maybe it's because I saw the emoji movie last week and <laughs> fuck my life. Bad taste in your mouth. Huh? God damn. But uh, yeah. So I, the doctor, I didn't. What's kind of funny with uh, with Count Snyder watching it is that uh, he read all the books and he's right. a huge fan of the books. I haven't read one of them. You know, I I'd read some of the um. Like the, the, the comics when those came out, like what ten years ago, yeah. give mm-hmm. or take. I yeah. read some of those. So I knew the I knew the lore. I knew like the the, the generalization. See, I've, I've never read any of it either. And see, and I no. I talked to a, a guy who's a Stephen King fan who said I started the first book and it was homework and I just couldn't yeah. do it. That's actually funny too. I, I read yeah. some of the first book, but yeah. like that nothing. It just wasn't taken for him. And yeah, so he just he st- he stepped out. The uh the 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 story is, at least for the movie wise. I'm sure there's probably more in the book. At least it had to be because there's seven books and it's a 95 minute movie. Uh, is that this kid has these dreams of another world, and uh, and so and this the the theory is that in the center of our universe and in a lot of other universes, there's a dark tower that keeps all the darkness out of our of our realm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that can take down the dark tower is basically the mind of a child. And so man, uh, the Man in Black, played by Matthew McConaughey, is like basically kidnapping children, hooking up to this machine, and firing basically their fears at the dark tower and it shatters hoping that it destroys yeah okay and so and what they do is that each kid has a level of what they call the shine side note is this film and the the books as well have uh, a lot of references to king stephen king's other you know novels like like connections connections yeah Yeah. like like in the movie there's a kid playing with a car and it's christine there's a part where he walks through a theme park and you see pennywise the clown like there's like you know different things kind of throughout and um so anyway but everybody has the shine it's the shining. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's the same gift, and so this kid uh, has the purest of shine, and so uh, he. But he dreams of this other world. Then you have Idris Elba, who is a gunslinger. Obviously, he is a part of a group. And he's pretty much the last gunslinger, and uh, and he's going after to basically to kill the man in black because he killed his father. Uh, and with that, I mean, they go on a journey, to, and that's the story. He just wants he wants revenge, and the kid, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Matthew McConaughey wants the kid. This movie is like I said, didn't read the books. It feels so simplistic. Like it's like I have to go there. We're there. We do this. We're that. Like there's no in between. Like there's no character development. Like you know. It, it, and I'm sure the book has it. You know. Yeah. Whereas, and I, it, it's kind of a, a backtrack on my part because I was like, holy shit, 95 minutes, good. Get the fuck out. Because we had just seen Dunkirk, which I don't need more than 95 minutes of Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Like when you walk out, your heart's pounding. Whereas this one, I was like, mm, I could have used about 15, 20 minutes, like of a little bit more, you know, character development stuff like that. The other thing is. Uh, I they, it's very inconsistent in what his powers are as a gunslinger. Whereas, like, there's a scene where he seriously falls out of a ten story building. It's a great shot. He falls out instead of hitting the pavement with uh, 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 Earl Haley. What's his name? Um, Jackie, Jackie Earl, Earl Haley. He's they're falling in, but it said right before they hit the pavement, a bus comes and they go right through the windshield. It's fantastic. And then he kills him and he runs back inside to go keep fighting. Right, but then all of a sudden. When he's fighting Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey throws a bunch of like sharded glass at him, and it, one goes right through his hand, and he drops. And I'm like, the fuck? Like you know, like you just fell out of a ten-story window and yeah, into a bus. There's a lot of that kind of shit, and I was oh, like, okay, okay, that's weird. Uh, but the main thing was, and, and maybe this is the, the maybe the film's biggest downfall is, I was watching, I go, mm, this feels like it was made like five years ago, and it's very vanilla. Like they're not taking any chances, like with cameras mm-hmm. or like you know mm-hmm. just anything like just style-wise. It's there that you know like. Oh, the, the book says it look like this. Make it look like that. You know, it, it's, it, it's very, like I said, simplistic. And I go, this movie could have been directed by Ron Howard. Like this, and I didn't know. Produced. The credits came up. And it said produced yep. by Ron Howard. I go, oh, there you go. That's yeah. it. You know, and then I, in my back of my mind, I go, fuck the Han Solo movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Well, um, 
But it's it's not. I mean, I think God, the last time I looked at it, it had like a nineteen percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's not that bad. Idris Elba's great. Matthew McConaughey is actually pretty good. He's a little monotone, but like you know. And apparently, yeah, Idris Elba kind of out of him. He said, "Yeah, he was on set for like two days." Yeah, like he's Matt, like filming. Probably shit, came in, got a check, and walked the fuck out, kind of thing. Um, I think it's got a lot. Like it's like me and Preacher. Yeah, the pe- the f- fans of it are such huge fans, but they just. Probably. Well, there was um, a, it was a couple articles. I didn't I didn't read all of them. I just kind of scanned them. They're both on the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, make make no mistake, they are opinion pieces. But no. one is uh, is uh, Idris Elba's too good for this movie. Could be. And uh, not the character though. The character is great. And then the second one is is the Dark Tower story unfilmable? I don't think anything's unfilmable after yeah. Watchmen. No. Yeah. Look, that, that argument doesn't fly with me I said that anymore. after Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I, that argument does not fly with me. What, the only reason it's not feelable is because the person who did it couldn't film it. Like, yeah. If you get the right director behind the camera, like he'll <laughs> they'll do it. Um, so it's not as bad as... I'm at two and a half out of four. Yeah. Uh, and Council and I both agree like, there's potential there. Um, it's it's kind of what we said with The Mummy, even though it's way better than The Fucking Mummy. Mm. It, it's a pilot to a, a franchise I want to see more of, yeah. but with somebody else behind the camera. like uh, Just okay. give someone else a chance. But right. yeah, it's not it's not a pile of shit that people are saying. But again, I didn't read the book, so I didn't have much invested in it. Like I wasn't, I had no expectations walking in. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's that one. Uh, real fast, I just want to give love to uh, a local Utah film called uh, "We Love You, Sally Carmichael." Our good uh, friend uh, Thermwise. Wrote Darren Thermize Tough. <laughs> yep, uh, he wrote it. Tough. Um, What's his last name? Uh, Tough. Tough. Uh, he. Uh, it's it's in playing local theaters right now. The whole story is picture of uh, Stephanie Meyer who wrote the Twilight movies was actually a man. And like it was just a pen name, and like you know, and didn't want to be outed, and he's gonna get outed and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's an interesting story. It's like I'll see this though. Utah films have come a long fucking way in the past ten years, <laughs> and so I'll, I'll give them that. The acting is a little eh. um, high praise. High praise for the morning radio team that has listened on Exposition ninety six by, <laughs> by one of the characters. That is high true. praise for them. Apparently, <laughs> that is true. I can't agree with the TV station they use though, and I'm not even gonna give them any love because nobody watches them anyway. Um, but then. Uh, what was it uh, the one pet peeve I have with local films? Though, stop saying that we're in Utah. Like, just make your movie. <laughs> it doesn't be like we're in Utah. We're on Utah. This is Utah Station. We're in Salt Lake City. This is Utah City. There's the capital. Okay, like that's like. Yeah. If you watch, if you I, actually, yeah. when I said it on the news, I go, you watch the Dark Tower. Guess how many times they say New York? Once. Yeah. <laughs> Folks will figure it out. Yeah, you know, really, they will. They'll figure it out. <laughs> so that's that's my big thing with that. Uh, and if you want to jump into Annabelle, let's do. No. Everything good. I've got a story I want to tell before I saw because I think I let evil into my presence or something because along with Annabelle, I got a package in the mail. I mentioned on the other thing that they're going to send me a red balloon, right? And uh, and uh, they sent me the yellow slicker and a red balloon. I took a picture. If you want to see it, go to my I, Facebook that's page. so fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I took a picture with it, and, uh, and, and it's weird going to have to go to a party store and say, I just need to fill up this red balloon. Is that one of our balloons? No. <laughs> just, I just want to buy the helium. <laughs> and so, um, so two nights ago as we record this, uh, about four in the morning, my dog Flynn loses his shit, and mm-hmm. I woke up to it. He's like, rah, 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 rah. I'm like, what the fuck, like that? And he's like at the bottom of the stairs, just freaking out because we, we sleep in the basement. And then I'm like, what's going on? I th- and then upstairs I hear, bam, 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 and I'm like, what? Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like that cat's just you know dead asleep, like you know. And I and I I see that I get up, and I'm like, slowly walking like that, and I peek like like up to my staircase, and I one step at a time. Bam, 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 like that. I'm like, someone's in my house. What the fuck is this? 
And so I, I get up to my kitchen. I peek around. That fucking red balloon drifted off into the front room and was hitting the fan. Oh! <laughs> oh. I was so pissed. I grabbed that thing and go, you fucking bitch, and popped the shit out of it and went back to bed. <laughs> were, you, were you so scared? I, I was, was scared just I was, listening. I mean, just my heart was like, Bam! 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 <laughs> and so, speaking of evil also, because as you said in this episode, uh, you will hear me start to review Annabelle and... <laughs> but we'll be back after that. Yeah, Trust we me. <laughs> we, 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 got, we got something for you right after that. So, so uh, let's jump into Annabelle because it comes out this Friday and you'll hear the interviews later on this episode. But um, uh, it's in the whole Conjuring universe. I don't know if you guys know about that, but yeah, Conjuring 1 yeah. and 2 and... So they're kind of making this own, the uh, Warner Brothers are making their own universe kind of thing. And so the first Annabelle, it's all about a possessed doll and, you know, whatnot. And it's kind of like Chucky, I guess. Not as. So does the doll get up and move and talk? Mm, not really. That's what I'm saying. It's more just like, you know, it's alive and all of a sudden, like, it'll turn its head. And you're like, oh, God, the fuck? <laughs> you know? And yeah. so uh, the first one was more corny. Mm-hmm. This one, they are going full blown, like, demonic possession. Like, you know, uh, the story is that this uh, young couple, uh, Anthony LaPagna and uh, Miranda Otto, have a little girl. They get a flat tire on the side of the road. Um, he pops like when the lug nuts go into the middle of the road. She goes, I'll get it, and runs out, and bam, just, I mean, nailed. Like, oh, shit, like that. So 12 years later, they open up their creepy fucking house, which I don't know why any priest would accept this, uh, to an orphanage, and six girls move in, and they have this doll that is somewhat alive, and shit's going on in the house. Mm-hmm. If you hear in the interviews, I did ask the, the two parents, I uh, go, do you think they had good intentions inviting these kids to their house? Because you knew that fucking shit was going on. <laughs> and they're like, I think they did. <laughs> um, and so it's just, it's uh, girls get possessed, shit moves, lights flicker. It's a ghost story. Yeah. And I will say this. What makes these movies, because this is a lot better than the first one. I liked it because it scared the shit out of me. Is it's creepy, but also these are the kind of films that you should see in the theaters. Not because of cinematic experience, like, you know, cinematography like that. Audience. Yes. Right? Yes. Audiences Audience can make reaction. these movies. Because the one I saw in, in in L.A. at the junket, girls are screaming. Kid, I mean, there were a couple of kids in there, which mm-hmm. don't take your kids to it, but they were screaming. But the guy, the one guy who made the movie was right behind me, maybe seven seats down. <laughs> Had to be in the 30s, 40s black guy. Just, ah, shit, no, motherfucker. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Oh! I mean, usually that shit would annoy me, but it was funnier than fuck. It was so good. You could tell he was having a blast. And that's what these movies, I mean, that's what you have to take them for. So I say go see it. I'm at about, again, I teeter between two and a half and three, probably two and a half. But it's just a good, scary movie. I'll just scare the shit out of you. I mean, you know, you talk about the audience reaction, and yeah. I, I flashed back to when I saw Blair Witch, the first one. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I was in full theater. Sure. So and was this, I. And this was before the hype was yeah, really there. I saw it. You, I think you guys got it at Sundance. Yeah. Yeah. But then you were also one of the cities because mine was too that it only was playing on 17 screens yeah. across the country. And, yeah, uh, I saw it like I saw it at midnight at the tower. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and that really did because you, you watch it again later and it's just yeah, you go, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. But the lore behind but, it. But but yeah, the lore and the the audience there, the whole and experience. And not knowing anything about it. Exactly. The whole experience made it scary. Um, I, yeah, I was but like, yeah, you're right. Ah! An audience can help a, and can really help a Yeah. A, oh, it made it, it was it made it fun. And then uh I don't think I ever posted the pic, but like they, at the junket, they recreated the little girl's bedroom. Oh yeah, you saw, you, you yeah. sent the pictures. Yeah, <sighs> gross. <laughs> all right, so uh, all right, uh, so stick around toward the end. At the end of the podcast, you'll get interviews with the uh, cast and creators of the movie. Yep, Annabelle Creation. Yeah. All right, again, a warning. Oh, real quick, um, before I forget, our friend Chef Daniel uh, just sent me this 
Um, he uh, Cantu's Catering is going to be at Craft Lake City in Salt Lake City. Nice. August 11th, 12th, and 13th at the Gallivan Center. Cat will be there, too. And uh, Oh, good. Buy some art and get some food from, uh, from Chef Daniel. Uh, he is there for the three days uh, with a booth set up. All right? So uh, go and say hi to him. I got to get you back your Tupperware, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> All my Tupperware is Daniel's Tupperware. <laughs> All of it. You're that friend. <laughs> so there's that. Um, all right, now we're going to get back into the uh, the episode "Powers Out." Uh, coming up in this segment, there's a uh, the baby Groot Wars argument happened. Yeah, with the big bet. So be listening for that. What was the bet? The bet that we have to ten years of no baby Groot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so that's coming. What did up. I say? A hundred bucks. hundred bucks. I think it was. So that's coming up. And bears versus babies. But then the power will go off as Jimmy. Is Sorry. starting the review of Annabelle. <laughs> Talking about a demonic girl. <laughs> Don't shut off the podcast at that point, because we'll be back with an interview with David Hasselhoff. Nice. All right? So here we go. Power's out. Please to enjoy. Bam! Bam, bam! <laughs> Serving the meek, the geek, and the freak in your life since 1982, Cabin Fever is located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. So much more than a card store. In addition to their mini arcade Space Invaders and Pac-Man, they've unveiled the next three mini arcade games, Frogger, Centipede, and Asteroids. Each game is approximately four inches wide and six inches tall. Collect them all for the absolute best desk in the office or introduce these classics to the little geek in your life. Cabin Fever's been providing customers with hand-picked greeting cards, gift wrap, tin signs, lunchboxes, books, and gifts since it opened its doors in 1982. They're celebrating 35 amazing years. Cabin Fever also has coloring books in all three forms, Meek, Geek, and Freak. They've also got steampunk figures, nuts and bolts action figures, including Predator, Alien, and Boba Fett, Boba Fett, Funko Pop, Reaction, and as always, Mr. Bill, Gumby, and Pokey. Go to the place with all the Meek, Geek, Freak, and Retro Chic. It's Cabin Fever on the corner of 500 South and 700 East inside the heart of Trolley Square. So much more than a card store. Oh, and they have bicycle bells, too. Bling, bling. Talking about sex can be uncomfortable. And you know it shouldn't have to be. At Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. Black Velvet Boutique is an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, they're located on 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Utah. You can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or give them a call, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. They are locally owned and operated, staffed by some really cool, fun, compassionate, and caring women, Dawn and Leah. Very supportive, very passionate about making sure that uh, their customers have a positive experience. You're free to shop anonymously or engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Black Velvet Boutique is its not a porn store or a novelty store. It's for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask them about their free workshops, Black Velvet Boutique. And we're back. Woohoo! Yeah. Dude, why, where'd we go? Why are uh, you? Sp- we stepped aside for broken news for a moment. Ah, ah, excellent. Ah. I probably wasn't there. I think is I that re- all it does? <laughs> I think I probably, you know, I'll do it later. 
What? That's all it does. That's all it does. It's my fidget spinner. Let me here. Spin it. Why? It'll help you relax. Oh, it won't. Yes. Keeps, it keeps my brain it's on like, track. It's, it's like when you got the Jimmy legs or when you're jingling your keys all yep, the time. That's it's what the it does. I exactly. always have Jimmy legs. Well, this, yeah, because this you're is Jimmy. literally all it does. <laughs> that's what it does. What I, are the three things about? Those are weights to make it spin longer. I just play with my balls. No, they're bearings. <laughs> exactly. It's the same. Exactly. It's the same exactly. thing. Exactly. It's a little more socially acceptable Shit, to use I a fidget spinner. I hope they don't spin like that. Do your balls look like a fidget spinner? No. If I'm uncomfortable, though, you'll see me. I'll just start massaging my balls. I know I know a few older people who are having some problems with things like fidget spinners. It's like, you know, dude, if you tap your foot or you tap a pencil or you chew on something you've got anxiety, this is just something you can focus on and veg out a little bit. Oh, I've got mine. I have a problem fidget spinners just because they bug the shit out of me well, in the Yeah, but I mean, when we're here, when we're here, I'm usually fucking with that bottle cap opener yep. for four I, and I a half hours. Have, I usually have two pens. I'll fuck with this head jack, and uh, I also will pull out all my uh, sideburns. Yeah, so I just, it, those, those, are the, those are my two Those are my two things. that Last year, it was driving me nuts that people were bashing on kids for playing Pokemon Go. Oh my God, so they're hanging out with their friends playing a game? Outside? Fuck you for being upset yeah, about that. Wait, who was upset about it? Oh, there were a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of um, boomers that were just this is stupid this is a waste of time it's like fuck you let the kids have their fun I've, I've looked at a lot of things that that's fucking stupid but if go you, for it I don't if you want if you want to hear a piece of uh, a piece of my mind go off on kids about fidget spinners or go off on uh, millennials in general and I will fucking unload in, in the this world, shit is dope I, dude I like, this shit has been Yo, this shit, is, you. this shit has you been. Now, huh? Yeah, I want one now. Like, <laughs> yo, this shit has been spinning the entire time. It motherfucker they, uh, is still spinning. Yeah. It's still spinning. Still spinning. Still spinning. It's the same bearings that are in rollerblades. I get it's it. Too, it's too, too, uh, speaking of, it's our, our made friend, for Jay. <laughs> <laughs> our friend, our friend Tui has a collection of Aquaman spinners. I mean, it's like, like, here's, shit! here's the thing though that you say that like okay, so Jay's sitting there like in the jackass spinning this thing for a while. Eat a dick. I get it. And um. <laughs> But, like, is it hurting my life? Nope. No. no. I don't so care. who gives a fuck? And that's what it boils down to. Is it hurting your life? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And if it's... There, if there's it, a lot of me, things in life about And if it's bothering your sensibilities, it's not hurting you. Nope. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Let me tell you something yeah. about that fidget spinner. Look it's, at him. He's quiet and cool and calm. That's, it's, it's worth it. It's, it's, it's worth it. that thing a little bit more so we keep him quiet. He's focused. It's... No, uh, no. Shannon, you fucked it up. I had everything, and you gave me nothing. Well, this thing spin it again. Jeez. This thing keeps the battery on my phone a lot higher because I pull it out of my pocket to play with instead, instead of my instead phone. Of around with I, phone. Yep. That's my fidget I wanted to see how long it would spin because I have a I have a time thing. No, I, Shannon, your favorite fidget spinner is the the butterfly knife with <laughs> with a bottle cap. Bottle bottle cap. cap. Yeah. It's like a it's like titties in your hand. Well, that's not <laughs> no, at all what it's well, like. But not okay, really. Uh, There's a really cool Captain America cool. one that you don't. It doesn't. It looks like a fidget spinner, but when you spin it, it looks like the shield. Oh, I need that. Oh, yeah, yeah I got. Cool. I got to get that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what the fuck um, is this show about? Go. I don't know. San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> Where they sold I fidget guess. spinners. Yeah. Uh, the comedian uh, John Hodgman. Funny. Hosted, very, very funny. Hosted uh, the Great Debate, where Orlando Jones, Aisha oh, Tyler, man. Adam Savage, John Barrowman, <laughs> and a writer for IO9. Debated a variety of nerd conundrums. <laughs> I would and and sounds and, like the greatest panel ever. And John Hodgman, he he does this thing called Judge John Hodgman, where right. he he will he will hear your case and he didn't will decide. he used to be on uh, the Daily Show? Yeah, he was very he was the crazed millionaire right. on the Daily Show. He was hilarious. <laughs> uh, there were many shining and quotable moments from the panel, from Tyler saying that Ben Affleck's Batman would defeat King Kong. 
by staring deep into his eyes. It's true. It's true. <laughs> he couldn't even get up to his eyes. He could. He's Batman. And, and the io9 writer's answer to Marvel Comics versus DC Comics with Batman only wishes he was as cool as Squirrel Girl. That's true. That's so. true. The problem began when the question, which franchise would you eliminate from existence? Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh. So if you had the magic power. Uh, Borrowman suggested that they eliminate only certain movies from certain both. parts, certain elements. Uh, that was rejected by Judge John Hodgman. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be all the odds of Star Trek? No, because then you reset, and the odds of the new Star Trek are actually better than the evens. Are you... Do you think so? Yeah. You liked one and three better than two. Wait, what about Khan? Is that two? I said the new ones. Oh, oh okay. The new right. ones. Just the, the new ones. The Abrams yeah, the, the one. new There's ones. There's only been three new ones. Right, but the two odds have been better than the one even. Yes. Yes. Because yes. okay. it's an alternate universe. Right. Yeah, everything's different there. So that means the next one's going to suck. Yep. Guaranteed. Um, <laughs> but Adam Savage took this, possession, this position. He's not wrong. Star Trek should be eliminated. Excuse me? Yep. Well, all hope is lost anyway. The, so entire, just... the entire crowd booed, and, but here was his explanation. And I, I have felt this way for a year now. It's only been six months. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not no. like a year. I've been following it. Yeah. For a long time. Star Trek lures you into a false sense of positivity that the world can be a utopia, and recent events have proven that it cannot... <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars' dystopic yeah. vision is far more realistic and prepares our children for their f- future. Oh, it's, he's not wrong. Well, the, the, the motto to live by is a shoot first. Well, we, we talked about this last year, and I, I, I actually hazarded the, the philosophy that we have the George Miller future or the Roddenberryan future, and I felt like at that time that we were at a crossroads, and we definitely took a mm-hmm. wrong turn. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not saying that the Roddenberry in future isn't possible, because even Roddenberry acknowledged World War III prior to that. But uh, yeah, I definitely feel like we're in the you got to break some eggs, make the good omelet phase. Uh, I think the, the mooch is going to fix it. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's making the Mad Max future. He's no, he's going to fix it. He's coming in to fix it. <laughs> I, I had his his wife left him last week because like he's an yesterday. asshole. Yeah. Wait, so <laughs> no, nah, she's jealous of his moochness. <laughs> so the, the are you talking about uh, what's his name? Scaramooch. Scaramooch. The, the reasons. The reason why I have to have a drink every night because uh, reality. This, sure. Well, no, we we found out. You know, little 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 <laughs> sidetrack here. Uh, found out recently that um, a very profound mental illness runs in my family, and I'm not joking. Uh, it's it's actually hereditary, and it it picks up in the 40s and gets progressively worse as time goes on. So that explains a lot about my grandmother, but talking to my mom, who's now in her mid-60s and uh, mm-hmm. not the most stable person, uh, I, I started looking at some some very interesting hard truths. Uh, so I have to slow my brain down every night before I go to sleep, or the crazy creeps in, and the crazy is not pleasant, and the crazy is, uh, is, is not fun to listen to. And that's the one that determined to itself last week, before I got up and medicated it, that... Uh, the reason why they're acting the way they are is because the shit already hit the fan, Amen. and they're just trying to pick up all of the pieces before 
they run off to their bunkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I, that's the, why they called in the mooch. The, I, the, the crazy, well, because you got to you got to distract the masses. I mean, the masses. Once the masses realize they're being fucked over, then the masses get really, really volatile. So distract them. Distract them with crazy stories. Distract them with uh, a guy who can suck his own cock. Distract <laughs> them with. Distract them with whatever crazy you can come up with. Because um, what was it during the healthcare vote? They realized that all of the media was focused on Scaramucci instead of paying attention to the mm-hmm. fact that millions of people were going to lose their health care. So uh, that's the crazy that has to drink two glasses of wine and, and a double dose of melatonin or <laughs> um, 6 a.m. Lee wakes up and he's usually on the roof screaming at things. So. I, my existence right now, because I've said on the show before, I don't take showers, I take baths. And so what I do is like when I wake up before Cat does is I'll hop in the tub, call it tub time. And I open my CNN app, and I, it's like a jack in the box. And I'll go. Every time I turn on my TV, I go, damage report. <laughs> 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 I just, I don't know how you look at the world today and be like, that was a good decision. That, it's oh. not the world. Come on. But yeah. it, but I really do I really do it's the world I live in. Uh, there's a, there's a great article that I read last night that was 15 reasons why we're not actually headed towards the brink of hell, and they they actually got into some of the things uh, that they're talking about in Japan and China. They're building uh, completely forested skyscrapers. Yeah, I've and heard about those. Yeah, so what? they're building skyscrapers that the outer shell. So now we look they at a skyscraper. Trees. Right, you look at a skyscraper. Right, say so you build a big tower in downtown Salt Lake City. It's okay. it's it's 52 stories tall. Right, it's not got that big. big Glass sure. windows. It's got its granite. It's got its whatever. In China and Japan, and uh, in Singapore, they're building these skyscrapers where the outer shell is a forest. And so every single thing what would have been a balcony or a really good view is like, a tree and greenhouses. And what's happening is like, in, like Ewoks designed it, right? <laughs> so you see this. You see this gigantic hundred and twenty story forest growing yeah. in the middle of Beijing, and it's just soaking up carbon and releasing oxygen. And so you well, read they that. have to do it over there. That well, they have nuts. to do it here. We've actually had worse pollution in January of 2017 <laughs> than Beijing did. Yeah. So you you look at that and you go, oh my god, you could line the side of the freeways here in Utah with switchgrass, which would absorb more carbon dioxide than than any tree does, and actually grows 365 days a year. You could make these these subtle little changes, mm. or the fact that solar parity is actually cheaper now than gas, coal, and uh, and and. Uh, Oil put but together. We're gonna get all those coal jobs back. No, we're not. <laughs> that's that's shiny keys, and yeah, that's it, that's kind of what we have to do is avoid the shiny keys. Man, and this show got heavy. As no, fun. It, it is shiny keys because in the coal industry, what's shiny keys mean? There, there are. It's, <laughs> it's so fishy. You asked that question. I know. With, with the fidget spinner. Because because their their talking point about bringing the coal jobs back. Yeah. If you bring back all those coal jobs. There are still more people working at Arby's than there are in the coal <laughs> industry. Yep. Yep. That's a oh, fact. Yep. That is a Arby's. fact. Yep. Uh, but but he's not you know worried about <laughs> but actual you know what? jobs. Let's let's know? go let's go into deep Appalachia and teach these guys how to install solar panels. And I guarantee you they'll start making money. I don't understand why that isn't happening. Yeah, because, anyway. because there's no sun there. Because <laughs> shiny keys. Yeah, uh, Germany, Germany Germany only has sunlight 100 days out of the year, and they're actually leading the world in solar power. All right. Let me just uh, let me get to some. Well, that that's not good. Talk news. about Green Lantern. <laughs> I, yeah, let's talk about that. All the stories wait. I have are. Yo, this shit is Hold still on, spinning. Wait, Germany is dark two hundred sixty five days a year. <laughs> well, I'm saying they're overcast. No, oh, okay. no. 
I mean, you know their history, right? No. Yeah, well. Na- yeah, yeah. Did you see what NASA said that we'll have seven days of darkness in, in 2018? Fact. Really? Right. Total darkness. No, they're just talking about the new Pacific Rim movie. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> this shit is still spinning. That's yo. Mr. Burns covering the sun. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Getting that fidget spinner money. All right. Oh, you pa- you lost that. I got something. money. I got something oh. for for Lee and for Jay because they had a problem with Baby Groot. All right. Yeah, we did. You're, you're going to change my mind. No, you're no, not, no. you're not going to change. I mean, you have no heart and soul. I told you. No, I'm, I'm going to give you some context. Okay. Okay. Context is like like I haven't had it lectured into me by my wife every night since that movie came out. No, but this is from <laughs> every night. Every night. This is from James Gunn. Oh. All right. All right, I'll listen to the man. This is on his Facebook page. On Groot and his growth. Mm-hmm. All right. What kind of growth does he have, and where is it? Well, he's, hey, a, he's hey, a teenager hey, already. Hey, what do you hey, think this is? Hey, what do you think hey, this is? Hey, check your privilege, Tony. All right. Oh. Uh, so oh. if you haven't seen Guardians Volume 2, A, shame on you, and B, we're going to talk about stuff that happens in it, so go away. Groot's a marketing ploy for the entire movie. <laughs> Fact. Facts. It's not facts. That is facts. <laughs> Look, I told you. The family? No, no, I told you. Then where is the market, Jimmy? Where's what? Where's the market? It's a marketing pl- Like There's one right at Groot. the base of the hill. They sell. No, Baby baby Groot is a marketing no, point for the entire. It's a metaphor for the family unit. Yeah, he's the kid. He's the baby. He's the yeah. Stewie. It's no, all about storytelling. It's, it's not about, about marketing. It's about the drunk uncle that hates everyone. Rocket Raccoon. And and Brockett, yes. Yep. That but, no, that's what I saw. Well, but, Jay, Jay but, let me ask you this: How many Baby Groot toys did you see? All I don't go. I don't fuck with toy stores. <laughs> there you go. It's the fam- It's the it's the two drunk uncles, the mom and dad, and the baby. They need a family unit to help tell the story and move it forward. That's why you need to be relatable. It needs to be relatable to you, and that's why the baby. But I is related there. to Rocket more than anything. Well, you're the drunk uncle, which is why yeah. I related. Yay! Which is why I related to Rocket more than anything. All right, here we go. And I only related to that queen of the alien race that played video games. All right. (laughs) Here's what he said. People are asking me a lot about how fast Groot grows because in his appearance in the Infinity War trailer, he was an adolescent. Mm -hmm. Wait, in the trailer? The footage? Not a teen, as has been reported in many places. This is exactly the same state of growth that you see in the post-credit scenes of Volume 2. That's adolescent Groot, not Mm. teen Groot. So he's the same size as he was in the post-credit scene. Yes. Mm. In terms of how fast... So what he's saying is is that last scene in that movie takes place years after the events that took place in the movie. Oh. All right. In terms of how fast Groot grows overall, I can tell you this. Baby Groot appears two months after the infant Groot that we saw in Volume 1. All right? So this movie takes place just a couple of months afterward. The post-credit scene with adolescent Groot and Peter Quill is years after the ending of Volume 2. I won't say exactly how many years at this time, but be clear, it took him a fair amount of time just to go from baby Groot to adolescent Groot. So he's like 10. As a side note, I'll point out that Peter Quill can obviously understand what uh-huh. I am Groot means in these post-credit scenes, so somehow he's learned to understand him in the same way that Rocket has. It's like watching telenovelas. After a while, you just get mm-hmm. the language. <laughs> like dogs who grow at a different rate than humans and spend a different percentage of their lives in adolescence than humans do, Groot and humans do not grow at the exact, exact uh, exchange rate. 
So although two months seems to be about two years, as baby Groot seems to have been roughly like a two-year-old, it's not fair to assume that every month is a year to Groot. He has an, he has an alien biology and ages in a completely different way than a human being. Different aspects of his growth may take longer or shorter than a human's. Other than that, I'm going to leave you in suspense for quite a while, as it will take years to show you how Groot goes from infancy back to adulthood. Back to marketing. Well, look at you, yep. look at trees. I mean, I look trees at take a couple years to get big, and then they stay like that for decades and decades. Well, it depends and decades. That's how my it, dick it, works. It also depends on yeah. the tree. <laughs> Groot needed to be a baby in this movie for that moment. For, when, for money. For the moment. For money. When <sighs> Peter Quill realizes he's lost not only his father, but his mother in the way that the tape was destroyed. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. That's losing his mother again where Baby Groot is comforting him, and he holds Baby Groot. That's the moment where he becomes a father. I think needed to be a baby. I think oh, he needs to become he becomes Yondu. A, he needs to he become becomes, Yondu. I, he becomes I, a daddy. He becomes a daddy, exactly. I think you're absolutely right from a certain point of view. <laughs> You mean the right point of view? <laughs> All right. Uh, while Lee kind of, he's, he's agreeing with you. Oh, I'm not. He's I'm, agreeing. He's not I'm agreeing with him from a certain point hey, of but, view. But, See, I'd agree with you guys if but, they kept Baby Groot, but I think for one for one shot, have Baby Groot for the movie. Yeah, because he's going to be adolescent yeah, Groot. Not, I, I, he, they're not doing it again. I will say this, Carrie, hearing that perspective, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, won't, if, I won't say it's fully swayed me, but that is definitely like, all right, if in, I can it, see that. If Infinity War, he blows up again, they make Baby Groot again, I'll totally jump on board with you. Yeah, but right I'll now, it I'm not... I'm not I don't. I don't right. Yeah, I don't believe we're going to see Baby Groot again. I, I will say this: This is the first time I will I say think, that I agree with Lee. I, I agree think, with Jimmy, and I agree with Carrie. Hmm. I think you will see Baby Groot again. I think I you're going to you see will. Baby Groot at the end of Infinity War when they blow up full-grown Groot <laughs> or and King a, Groot and, King a thou- Groot. and a thousand Baby Groots come running at Thanos. I'll bet you a hundred bucks they don't. You, I'm not going to bet you hundred bucks because it's going to take me at least two years to come up with that money. <laughs> I have a payment plan. Wait. It's a lot of jerky. <laughs> Wait, you know, it has like fifty-two bags of jerky. So, are we saying one hundred groups? Yeah, I'm saying a thousand. No, no, no. I'll, I'm not, I'm not I'll saying, throw it down hundred no, bucks. I, you want to jump in? I will. F- I, Here's here's I'm you got that Disney money. Don't fuck around. Uh, he said Denny. Di- Denny. He's no. saying Denny. We yeah. don't know what Denny is. Yeah. Denny's. I don't, I don't you got that Denny's money. He's, he's, he's yeah. borrowing Jay's money. a waiter now. He's borrowing money from Dennis <laughs> down at Costco. No. Here's, your, here's your moons over my hammy. <laughs> Ooh. To clarify, getting that Denny money. Yeah. To, to clarify, and, and Carrie, you might want to write this down. <laughs> this is this is what for those who don't know what I'm saying. I'm not saying Denny's. I'm not saying Disney. I'm just saying I'm getting that Denny. D I T. There's a hooker N-Y. downtown called Diddy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's saying. Didn't. I think he's saying, didn't you money? Like, didn't you no, or didn't you not <laughs> no, borrow no. some money from me? No, it's actually. Jay, you want to take that bet? I, I honestly think that Marvel will show up with Baby Groot at some point in in these movies. Okay, it's I'll bet you hundred bucks. They don't. We'll hundred bucks. Yeah. Army of Baby Groots. I, I think that this is the this that, is the this is the last we've seen. It was a one off. Other than I don't think it's a one off. There's too much money involved. Other than the cartoon, nope. because the cartoon is baby group. You got insider trading. So what? I will I will say though. Having, I'll say fifty bucks. Having watched it again, I I did laugh a lot more than I remember laughing. Mm-hmm. And the space jump sequence to me is the funniest fucking thing I've ever it, seen. It's oh, one of the best four minutes of cinema <laughs> ever recorded because everybody goes Big Daddy Roth like for you know everybody turns into Rat Fink for four minutes. Yep. All right, fifty bucks, hundred, fifty. 
150? 50. Oh, you guys are crazy. 50. Get nuts. 50. If you believe in it, you go 100. I believe in myself. Just do no. it. It's just Come on. Come you, on. Come on. Got, it's just, it's just did you dollars. Got, it's just did dollars. I will bet you 100 bucks. basement bucks. 50. If we see Baby Groot again, I'll give you, I'll give you 10, <laughs> 10 years. You've got, 10 years of you've films. Got, you've got insider trading. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa wait, wait. You're, you giving him, you? you're giving him 10 years of no Baby Groot? Yeah. Whoa. 10 years of no Baby Groot? Hey, I want in on this action. Dude. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take that. I'll take that. 100 bucks? Yeah. 100 bucks? 100 bucks? 100 bucks. All right. 100 bucks. 100 All right. bucks. So Mark I just bet, I best bet Jimmy 100 bucks. I just won 200 bucks, Carrie. Uh, no, nope. yeah. you just won You just won 200 basement bucks. <laughs> 10 Good. years of no. Well, I didn't save a Bolivian bucks, but that's baby what I bet you. Groot. So, yeah, put yep. it, you're putting it in the log. You're putting yeah, the Admiral's log. So in 2027, in the end of July, we'll revisit this. Oh, I and, won't because uh, I'll be I can't, I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, so will I. I don't have to pay that fucking bill. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot and wait. And fucking cat will be pissed. What the fuck? I cannot wait when we're work, when we're actually watching Guardians 4 in the last functional movie theater in the United States. We actually have to run on a treadmill to get the theater projector to run. <laughs> and exactly. when Jimmy screams, Jesus fucking Christ! And here's, enhance me a hundred bottle caps. And here's the thing. <laughs> Ten, They're worth a hundred bucks. Here's the thing: ten years in the future, hundred bucks is going to be like a buck. Exactly, that's you know? true. Oh, Inflation. Yeah. Inflation. Yeah. Because he's getting that Donald like, money. I'm that's just right. going to. I'm just going to hand Jimmy a box of mac and cheese and say, "There you go." All right, let's get to uh, movies and games. Hundred bucks. I, I got. I got the game. Hundred bucks or five rations. I got the game. Lee goes first. All right, so. Uh, there, there was a game made. Uh, if you're familiar with The Oatmeal, one of the best web comics out there. Indeed uh, it is. The Oatmeal is fantastic. It's wonderful. It's amazing. Uh, the Oatmeal illustrated a game called Exploding Kittens a little while back. Mm-hmm. And it's an app, too. You can it's play an app. It. You can play it on your phone. It's all artwork by The uh, by the Oatmeal. It's great. They just did a, a game uh, about a year ago on Kickstarter called Bears vs. Babies. And uh, they, they just sent me a box of bears versus babies. It's a fuzzy box, so if you're uh, if you're curious, uh, unfortunately James isn't here, so you won't be able to actually see this. Uh, it looks like somebody skinned Chewbacca and wrapped yeah, it around it a weird. card box. Uh, but the the premise behind bears versus babies is that the world has been invaded. I'm that's my conjecture. But Bye. there's a bunch of evil babies. So these babies are there's a chainsaw baby, there's a hairy baby, there's pterodactyl babies. These babies are awful. So you have to build. Um, you have to build monsters to fight the babies. All right. You yourself have to build these monsters to fight these horrible, horrible babies. And these are monster bears? They, some they, of them are bears. You said horrible babies. Are they Groots? No, they're <laughs> not. They're not. No, they make money. There's babies like, uh, there's babies like um, the Tank Baby, the, catap- the Cuttlefish Baby, the Bumble Baby, the Scary Hair Baby, the Spider Baby. They're all freaky hybrids. These are all, yeah, these are all terrible babies. And as you can see here, you get different cards. You can make like the head of a sucker fish, the body of a fat guy, and lobster claws. <laughs> so you create, you're creating your own awful... Yeah, you stitch together. Yeah. And you have different tools, and sometimes you... But the, the problem is, is the baby's actually activated at a random time in the game. So you, you have to build your monster as fast as you can, oh. or you might have a, a, a bald eagle monster with a polar bear body and no arms, and you got to fight a fucking spider baby. And well, how do you fight one with no arms? I, I you know, we're just going to have to... You probably you, just lose. You don't. You don't. So... Um, <laughs> Pelvic what's, thrust. What's, Pelvic what's thrust. great <laughs> is that uh, there's the regular version of Bears vs. Baby, which is it's, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, really fun art and really kind of silly stuff. Um, but they put out a not safe for work pack. It's an expansion pack. You will pick up at your uh, you know your friendly local gaming store. 
Uh, it says very clearly, Bears versus Babies, uh, NSFW, expansion pack, explicit content. The reason why it's explicit is because these these bears and baby parts are they're, um, yeah. they're disturbing as hell. I mean, <laughs> you've got like giant gonads for your bear. Uh, but this content is 30 not safe for work cards, one instruction manual for guidance, and uh, one condom to collect your explosive love juice in. Because... <laughs> What kind of condom? It's well, I, I have to open and find out. Actually, let's just go ahead. Yeah. And slam skin. It's fine. Let's go ahead and open it and can find I, out. Can I use the condom? Uh, no, no, Jay, you can't. I'm sure you've got plenty. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't think so, you'd be yeah, asking the, if he did. The, the condom says, "Use this, or the babies win." <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's uh, the yeah, price yeah. of admission, right yeah, there. Yeah. So one of the cards in the non-safe for work work is the uh, bum baiting, uh, the bum biting toilet baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a baby crawling out of a toilet. The airborne baby poop. Uh, uh, that's bad. <laughs> a bear from San Francisco. It's oh. a head. <laughs> it's a, a head he's just hairy and gay. He's there's fine. a there's a half, half baby. baby. <laughs> oh god! It's a baby that's actually cut in half and it's on a skateboard. This is, on a skateboard. Yeah, this is that Captain Oatmeal, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the bottom part, so you can take your uh, your bear from San Francisco with extraordinary diarrhea and, and stitch them onto uh, <laughs> the bottom part of the body, which is extraordinary diarrhea. If you guys don't know what the well, automatic this, might, this might need to be a game night. Uh, yeah. Here's 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 five arms with dildos uh, so you can stitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how is that not safe for work? Uh, and then here's here's an upper body that is uh, who is a, a Nazi, bit, a bit of a fascist. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, you can stitch together. Oh, with three hairy boobies. <laughs> so that, that looks like the chick from Total Recall, yeah, but just like yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, a fearsome sky boob. I didn't see some things in my days. So yeah, you can. Uh, oh, here's a, here's a monster torso with axe nipples. <laughs> So there you go. We might need to play this. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna have to play this game because I think All it may right. be the Can greatest. Play game. I'm not break. playing shit with axe nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I fucked with axe. So anyway, nipples, this this will be hitting your uh, your local game store shortly. And uh, again, <laughs> hitting your nipples a little bit faster. Uh, on the back it says use Berth control. That's a tiny condom. Yeah, let me, yeah, let me see well, this condom. I don't know if this will fit in your hands, Jay. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? This is a finger cot. Well, you can't get no pink thunder with this. There's some harsh reality I have to explain to you, Jay. That's a normal man's condom. <laughs> I saw your hiking video. You're fine. <laughs> I, you know, it's fine because the video loaded and I said, nice fucking sundial, Whitaker. Um, oh, sundial. That's like my penis because the penis... <laughs> The penis, the penis casts a shadow like a sundown. Looks like it's 3 o'clock in the Teton. It's always 6 to 9 o'clock. <laughs> Movies? Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll start with, uh, well, I'll just do it now. Uh, Annabelle Creation comes out. Oh, yeah. You want to review that? Yeah, what yeah, the I'll fuck jump is into it. What is this? So this is, uh, it's the whole Conjuring universe. Warner Brothers has this kind of thing. There's Conjuring 1 and 2, and then they had Annabelle. Annabelle yeah, this, was... So, this, so this, is this a prequel? And that's when the power went out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we got your uh, everything else in there and, and all that. But uh, uh, fear not. Uh, we, we have a special gift for you. We'd rather light a candle than curse your darkness. You warmed my heart when you invited me to this. Oh, really? Oh, he's a childhood hero of mine. Well, well I, an absolute fucking hero. This uh, I showed you my picture. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy has a picture of uh, himself. Uh, how old are you in that? Probably, Probably three or four. Uh, in the Knight Rider... Rideable toy, you yeah. know, the pedal. Cart. It was a pedal cart. It wasn't a power wheel. It wasn't electronic. You had, right. to, pedal you had to pedal it, it but yeah. it had the light on in the front. And then if we had a two more minutes with him, I would have said, "My mom, I was a, that was a great one of the greatest toys I ever got as a kid." And then when I got older, my mom said, 
I was happy to give it to you. It was one of the biggest bitches to put together. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, and and the video was re- is released. It's out there. You can see it. It's it's uh, it's called uh, uh, Guardians Inferno. Oh yeah, as we yeah. recorded, it came out today. Yeah, the video the video is out there, and this so is what good. this is what he has been called in to promote because uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is on uh, digital download this week, and then Blu-ray and other things uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And and a part of the extras is this video. It's the song, um, uh, the Sneepers is the group, and it's it's the t- the end credit music for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume it's just, Two. It's goofy as shit, and it's him rapping. Yeah, and it's a song written by James Gunn, and and uh, so they all got together, and the whole cast is in the video. Mm-hmm. Go and see it. It's called Guardians Inferno. Go look for it and watch Wigs it. As a matter of fact, press pause and go watch it now. Okay, you're back. Um, <laughs> so now you know what we're going to be talking about with uh, David Hasselhoff. And then after that, we've got uh, the uh, stars and uh, creators of Annabelle Creation after this. So here it is, me and Jimmy and David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. It is a a good year for David Hasselhoff. Very good year. (laughs) Okay, so he's... Yeah, you know, it's kind of like I'm riding a nice little wave for a minute, and it seems to... uh, I haven't crashed. (laughs) 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 Kicked me in the ass so far. All right, fingers crossed. the wave a little longer because <laughs> see let's see now i mean we're going to talk about guardians volume two obviously mm-hmm. but what were the other things it that was he's... uh baywatch, baywatch. and then, uh, he, you were mentioned in atomic blonde and yes you're in atomic blonde d- d- tying up traffic apparently <laughs> i wait a second i didn't even know that i'm, oh. I'm in atomic blonde yeah they, they say uh david hasselhoff is across the street and he's holding up traffic there's a there's a crowd scene with traffic and all this and they said uh, david hasselhoff is in town across the street I think you know, I, I'm not, that's so funny because I, when I recorded this, I talked to Tyler Bates, and he did John Wick 1 and John Wick 2, and I'm a big fan of that. He did 300, and then he wants to do more songs with me, and he goes, yeah, I'm on the road with Marilyn Manson. I said, well, I'm a rock freak, man. I'm from the 70s. I like rock. And he goes, yeah, I've also done a lot of music for Atomic Blonde. And I went, what's that? And then he told me, you know, Charlize Theron, and I said, oh, she came to see me when she was 11 in South Africa. <laughs> hearing as a night rider in South Africa, she brought me a giraffe. Oh, really? She told me this. Uh, yeah, she said that on the Tonight Show. So uh, I can't wait. I'll be going to see Atomic Blonde later tonight and look for that. Where is the scene in case I miss it? <laughs> she, uh, she is in a bar, and she's meeting up with the French spy. She's meeting up with Sophia Batella yep. in a bar, and that's, it just says David has all across is a, is the movie any good? It's fantastic. It's really good. Really? Yeah, the Charlie's Thrawn knows how to throw a punch. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've uh, properly pimped out Atomic Blonde, uh, let's <laughs> yes. let's talk about Guardians Volume Two. And uh, you you are you are featured not just well, we're talking about the the release of the Blu-ray and the digital release. Uh, you are featured, of course, in the song and, and the end credits, which is David Hasselhoff and the Sneepers. Yeah, it's it's kind of like surreal because it all happened because James Gunn watched Knight Rider when he was eight years old. And so he put me in the movie as a reference to, to, uh, to Peter, Peter Quill. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Quill's father. And then that was, a you know, mind boggling enough. And then he asked, asked me to do the theme song. And I thought, well, there's one person in America who knows I can sing. And then he goes, <laughs> he goes, and then it comes in the mail, and it's a freaking rap. And I'm going, it's a rap. I, oh. You know, I was, like, disappointed. And then I said, well, David, you know, this is what's out in front of you. Just go and do it. And I went in, and I met all these cool people, and uh, 
now it's come into this fantastic video. I just saw the vi- I just saw the video about half an hour ago, yeah. and it's just fun, man. It's it's a throwback to the seventies and laughing, and everybody in the cast is I can't probably can tell you this is just in the movie, and it's really funny. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. This is all part of the extras on the the Blu-ray and the digital download. Is it's a a, a proper eighties music video for this song starring you and the rest of the cast as other characters. They don't they don't play the characters from the movie. You know what's so funny is I was thinking about this today is extras. I mean, how much money do they want to make? <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Every all dollar. I mean all of it. They've already made eight hundred and sixty million dollars. <laughs> and then and and the record I mean, featuring David Hasselhoff is already platinum and sold sold oh, a million yeah. seven hundred thousand. Well, now, now you're you're familiar with uh, the first movie, and the first movie soundtrack had uh, the "Hooked on a Feeling" by uh, Blue Swede. I I, yeah. was, I think that your version of "Hooked on a Feeling" is better. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> well, I got. I got all these. I have a crazy group of people that followed me around. We call them the Hoff Army. Yes, <laughs> and the Hoff Army, David. Your song, it's in the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and I said, really? Well, what song and what is Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> and then I realized it was Blue Swede, but uh, the, uh, have you ever seen the video? You should check oh, out the video. No, no, I, absolutely. I love the video for your uh, version. Hey, guys, you have one time for one more question. All right. Oh. Uh, well, this is just, uh, we're just very excited that, that you're having a, uh, you, you are a pop culture icon. And you're you're still relevant, and we just think that's terrific. Well, thank you so much. That's the uh, the, the key word to my manager. I'm going to make you relevant again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going. That's good. But what does relevant mean? <laughs> but right. I'm happy to be. You know, um, these are these are cool people, and it's a it's a freaking cool movie. So you'll love the video. Well, and uh, we lo- talking to you. We love James Gunn. Thanks a lot, David. All right. Take care, man. Bye bye. Bye bye. So David Hasselhoff. Um, did, I liked him. What I liked about that interview is that we were the ones that informed him that he's mentioned in Atomic Blonde. He didn't know. <laughs> and he had tickets for that night. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I, if I hadn't told him if he like, even like caught it. You know what I mean? Like, like don't just say my name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there we go with that. All right. Um, according to Egg, you can actually hear him singing outside the bar that they're in. Like, in Atomic Blonde? Yeah, I didn't hear it, but he said you could hear him like like as if he was singing a concert across the street. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, gives me more incentive to go. Yeah. I as think someone knows him a check. As if uh, Charlize and Sophia weren't enough incentive. <laughs> uh, all right. That movie's uh, just great. <laughs> let's get to the uh, cast and creators of uh, the movie that scared Jimmy, Annabelle Creation. Uh, ah. Uh... <laughs> uh it's, we'll we'll start with the with the kids first. Okay, the two little girls. Uh, they're actually pretty good. You know, one thing I've always said that I could ruin a movie as a kid. Like if child actors can be awful, mm-hmm. but these ones are actually pretty good. Uh, it's Talitha Bateman and Lulu Wilson. Uh, one movie I have not seen, but everybody's saying it's really good because I, I saw the first one was the Ouija movie. Yeah, the sequel apparently is fucking terrifying. That's what I hear. Yeah, and I since, heard it was, it was okay. Maybe she's the one who brings it to it because the first Annabelle was more goofy, but this one's like terrifying. And to, but she was in oh the, she was in the, the second se- one the sequel to the Ouija movie. Okay, so uh, so two actresses. Uh, here you go, Talitha Bateman and Lulu Wilson. It's a pleasure to meet both of you. Thank you. Too. First, I want to say you guys freaked me out last night. <laughs> uh, this movie is terrifying. So I don't I don't know if you can be thanked for that. <laughs> when you walked on set, what was the most terrifying thing working on a set that's pretty creepy? 
It was actually like pitch black, and I think that definitely helped with the filming process because yeah. I couldn't see anything. <laughs> so I just had to go based off my imagination. I didn't see much in the room other than the house, and the house was pretty scary, so that helped a lot. <laughs> I feel like the house was the scariest part. Yeah. I mean, obviously the doll, but, <laughs> but, but the, house is, the house is probably number two because it looked so realistic. It looked like when you walked into it, it looked like you were stepping into a time machine to the 50s and into a whole different whole different universe. Yeah. Now, you're no stranger to this genre. Yeah. Do you, do you just prefer horror films? Well, I feel like especially for an actor, a child actor my age, um, there's just this great range of emotions. Like, you can experience things from great fear to great happiness and everything in between. Sure. And you get to use parts of your creativity and imagination that you probably wouldn't ever use, <laughs> ever want to use. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and now your character, you kind of get a balance between, I don't want to say good and evil, did you prefer one side to the other? Uh, Janice was really fun to play. She, it was really two characters, like you said, two in one. And they were so opposite, like polar opposites of each other, because on one side, this person actually wants to kill all the other orphans, and then on the other side, Janice actually just wants to be a family. Mm -hmm. That's all she really wants, I feel like, is to have a home and to be family with these other girls and to feel welcome. Yeah. And I don't think she ever felt like that. And then when <laughs> when I'm demon Janice, I don't want to spoil <laughs> anything, but when I'm like evil, it's like I, I want to go around killing all these girls. And that, I've never played a character like that before. Yeah. <laughs> what was the hardest scene to film for, for both of you? For me, it would have to be the chairlift scene because I was just by myself when I shot that, when I was going up the stairs, and yeah. I didn't have anyone else to feed off of or to react to in the scene. It was just me, so I had to look around and just get scared and be fully in the moment. And David would just like shout monster, scream, <laughs> scream now, whenever he wanted me to. Um, I feel like the hardest scene for me was well, it's the hardest scene for a lot of people. It was um, the popcorn scene. Oh. Because when I was shooting it, out into the hall after every single time I shot it we'd have to reload it with this like stick thing <laughs> and it was so hard because it took like three minutes each time to just reload the gun and they're like reloading <laughs> like after every time I shot it that was really challenging and hard but also it was really heavy yeah and when it Oh no, I'm not going to spoil anything. But, <laughs> but, but it, it was just really heavy and just hard. It was that was a hard scene, yeah. but it was so much, and it paid off in the end. One of my favorite genres of film are horror films, and I know you guys are younger. Do you have a favorite horror film? I do. I have actually two favorites. So I love The Shining and Sixth Sense. How have you watched The Shining? <laughs> <laughs> it's an incredible movie. How have you not watched it? It's like fantastic. anyone who said they haven't seen it, I would be disappointed in them. <laughs> Um, I really like Crimson Peak and the Ooh. new movie Get Out. Fantastic it, it one. It was so good. I loved it so much. Awesome. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for terrifying Thank me last you night. So much. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you. All right. Now we're going to go to, uh, well, a director and an, and an actress. Uh, she kind of reminds me of Rosario Dawson. Uh, her name is Stephanie Sigmund. Uh, she was in uh, Spectre and, uh, with James Bond. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's beautiful. And then uh, David F. Sandberg. Uh, so here you go. It's absolutely a pleasure to meet both of you. Uh, I'm not sure if you're supposed to thank somebody for scaring, like, as I was last <laughs> night, because this movie is terrifying. Is it harder to scare people nowadays with, with where the world is now, I guess? Yeah, like, it's hard to be 
surprising yeah you know <laughs> um, so you, you have to give everything a little extra thought of like okay how can I sort of get you to look over here but then something comes here you know <laughs> like um, there, there's that scene where B by the window and she turns around and she's a demon I wanted to make sure that we had that reflection of regular B in the window so so you feel kind of safe when you're seeing it. Like, well, I see in the reflection that it's just her, but then ah, it turns around. One of the, my favorite things about this is the set design. I mean, this, yeah. this, I mean, almost the house is the character itself. Very it, much so. And yeah. uh, uh, what was one of, the, one of the creepiest things for both of you about being on that set? Just being on that set. <laughs> no, but really, um, they did such a good job that the light was really low. It was very dark inside, so that helps for the creepiness, for sure. And they, uh, a lot of the effects you see that the house is moving or things are cracking, and that's actually happening. Mm -hmm. So it was not computer effects, and that made it so much interesting for us. Yeah, and the set was just really inspiring to me, like our production designer Jennifer Spence, added all these little details and nooks and crannies and weird stuff that, that sort of fed into my imagination. Oh, maybe we can add something over here, or maybe we can have her run in here. And so, uh, yeah, it was just an inspiration for me yeah. as a director. For your character, there's a scene where everything's going crazy, and you actually said, let's go back to bed. And I was like, <laughs> do you think she's crazy? As, as, as an actress, do you think maybe, this character is out of her mind? Maybe she went crazy in that moment because <laughs> she didn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who influenced you as a, as a director for like, uh, you know, just horror film wise and, and what influenced this film? You know, I was a kid in the late 80s and early 90s, so it, it was, it, at that time it was a lot of, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and sure. Child's Play and, and uh, The Thing, a lot of John Carpenter stuff. Yeah. Uh, for this one in particular, like cinematography wise, The Haunting was mm -hmm. a big inspira uh, inspiration and like for the score, The Shining, uh, I, I think that's one of the best horror scores. It's a great one. Um, <laughs> So a lot of those sort of more old school kind of movies. I go back to the, to the set design, and one of my favorite things to ask people is uh, props. Yeah. And I'll, I'll leave Annabelle off the table, because that's probably a go-to. If you could take one prop off this set, what would you take home with you? The pop gun. Because that, that, that scene was actually something that came to me in a dream. It wasn't in the script originally, but I had a dream where I, with, with that kind of pop gun with a reel on it. Yeah. So it's not something I remember ever seeing in real life. But it was something they created that came from a dream. So it was really cool to be able to hold something from a dream. That's cool. What you taking with you? Absolutely nothing. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. like I want nothing to do with it. I'm that <laughs> And then I'm um, favorite because I love the horror genre. What is what would you consider the scariest film you've seen to date? It sort of depends on what you, you can. But I mean, The Exorcist is scary. Really scary. I mean, it's one of the, one of those sort of that stays with you. I think. Sure. I don't know if it was just because I was a kid and it was creepy, but it... It's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Back clown. Pleasure meeting you guys. Pleasure meeting Thanks for freaking me out. All right. Cool. And then uh, the parents who have no responsibility or reason for bringing six young innocent orphans into their creepy fucking house. <laughs> uh, Anthony LaPagna, is that how you say it? La Paglia. La Paglia. Anthony La Paglia. And uh, you know, long-time actor, he's... Uh, I was, I, we were talking about it earlier in the episode. I said people who don't have to work. Uh, he doesn't have to work because he was in that show called Without a Trace, yeah. which I've never watched, but apparently there's like 120 episodes yeah, of it. Yeah, like, yeah he's good. <laughs> it's one of those shows that your mom likes. You know? CBS or something, I'm guessing, yeah. but uh, yeah. either way. Uh, so it's him and then Miranda Otto, who people know her from the Lord of the Rings films. Oh, yeah. And yes. so uh, a lot of people think she looks, oh, I can't remember the other actress's name, but it, she looks like another actress, but it's Miranda Otto and Anthony Paglia. Here you go. It's an absolute pleasure to meet both of you. Thank you. 
do the parents have good intentions by offering their house to this orphanage? Yes. Yes, yes. they did. <laughs> we do. They did. We There's, do. We think we can make a, a penance for what we've done well, in some she, way. Well, she but... wanted it more. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I did it. I the roost, so... I know, I did it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your character yeah. has a, I'd say, a unique mask that she yes. wears. What is the history behind that mask, and why is she wearing that? Something happens to me, something terrible happens in the house, and happens to my face, and then... <laughs> My husband makes me the mess to try and so I can, you know, still get around without having to show yeah, what's keep happened to fresh, my face. You know yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays people get faceless, but, yeah. but in those days they just made half masks. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was early plastic surgery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> early facelift. One of the coolest things about this film is the set design itself. It's just, I mean, this house oh, is fantastic. horrifying, is what I would say. Yeah. It's a great you know, set. <laughs> it was such a great set. What, what creeped you out most on that set? Just the overall, just the overall feel. Like, it really had that sense of decay. Mm, yeah. It felt and like it was been shut dead. shut up for years, yeah. Yeah. And yet, you know, when we shot the scenes that are the early part, then they, they let all the light shine in through the windows and they redressed it in a slightly different way and it came alive. But yeah. for most of the movie, it's, it's, a, it's a dead house. And nowadays, is it, is it harder to scare audiences, you think, with, with horror films? Or is it kind of the same in the past 20 years? Or? I don't know if it's harder. I, I, what I really enjoy is the audience really enjoy knowing when the scare is coming as well. Like, no, there's, there's, there is this real contract between the, the audience and the film where e even when they know some of it, they, they just love going through the process of it. When you guys read the script, like, what, what did you attach yourself to, like, to the character itself? Was there something that just made you bond to it? I just love the idea of playing a, a character that was behind so many veils. And <laughs> was at first just a voice, and then everyone was imagining her in certain ways. I think it's fun to be mysterious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked the idea that you weren't really sure with uh, Samuel uh, which side he was on. Yeah, yeah. he's a good guy. There was always a good guy or bad guy, and trying to walk that line was yeah. interesting to me. Was there ever like, a consideration of what he might be bad in, when you were reading it? or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, before I knew what happened, I thought, well, I think maybe he's involved in this. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things with scary movies, like, it's one of my favorite genres of all time, and I'm curious, what would you guys consider the scariest movie you guys have ever seen? Exorcist. Good one. Yeah, <laughs> Exorcist, The Shining, and The Changeling I also like. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Absolute pleasure meeting you guys. Thank you so much. All right. It's just irresponsible for bringing those kids in that house. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> all those famous people. Uh, all right. Just well, fun. Uh, thank you for uh, wading through this episode with our uh, technical problems and all of that. Appreciate it. I thought you uh, lived in a good neighborhood. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I, th I thought it was an okay episode, even with the problems. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, if uh, Mr. B, if you would please. Hey, hey guys. It's, I can't see the ham. It's so dark. <laughs> bam! Bam, bam! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>